I love movies. Gosh, I love movies. I love watching them, and I love making them. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the House Six Movie Podcast, our little movie podcast about movies. This week, we have some criminals double-crossing each other in two movies. We are reviewing The Suicide Squad and No Sudden Moves. But first, why don't we meet the other criminals, the criminal co-hosts of this podcast. First, we got Jared. Hey, Jared, are you a Sugar Smacks guy or a Tricks guy? Uh, out of those, probably a Tricks guy. Really? Interesting. <laughs> we got Thomas, who always warns of impending punches, don't you, Thomas? Yes, I, I give them a three. Week, I give them a three week notice. Oh wow! <laughs> then we got Michael, who once went to jail for writing Batman a bad check. Michael, <laughs> why'd you do it? What? <laughs> <laughs> and finally, we got Alex, who might he he might be controlled by an alien starfish as we speak. We don't know. It's true. That's probably why I have no idea what sugar smacks are. <laughs> I don't either. Even in the, even in the movie, I was like, I don't know what that is. Isn't that the one with the frog? Yeah, I think so. It's the one with the frog. They look like little corn things. I don't know. Anyway, we got trailers. We got news. So why don't we start with some trailers? The first one was um, from our old pal, Nicolas Cage, Prisoners of Ghostland. What do you guys think of this one? So I think I... Oh, go go for it, Jared. Um, when it started and I saw this like Nicolas Cage, I was like, I don't, I don't want to like this. Like, I'm done with you, Nicolas Cage. We're done. Oh. And then it, it kept going. I was like, dang it. And then it kept going. I was like, I'm gonna watch it. Uh, I think I, I think I predicted this like a a few po- podcasts back where I, like the production companies, like the producers of Mandy and Color Out in Space. That's gonna be like their tagline for the next ten years. Is going to be that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I wish it's not the same producers though, but still. uh, No, it's going to be the whole like, um, uh, never mind. Go ahead. (laughs) I can't, I can't remember the wording of what they would say. I don't know. This, this looks pretty cool. Um, looks kind of like a, what's that movie? Suosaki Western Django. Do you remember that one, Jared? Oh, yeah. Takashi Miike. It kind of looks yeah. like that, but they just put Nick Cage in it instead of Quentin Tarantino yeah. for some weird like, reason. It looked like Man with the Iron Fist, honestly. Yeah. Because there's like Western and Eastern together. Yeah. It's like they got like one big en- or English-speaking star to be in their like crazy action movie that everybody else is going to be in the action. But I don't know. Who knows? Nick Cage is wearing a bomb suit, so let's... A literal bomb suit, not like protect from bomb, but like <laughs> I am a bomb. He's the bomb. He's the so. bomb. The bomb. I uh, I'm with Jared. Like I, you know, you know my thoughts on Nick Cage, but this one I was like, you got me. Also, I can't tell how serious or not serious this movie is supposed to be, but that's par for the course, I guess, for his movies. Yeah, the answer looks is a lot yes. more fun than the other. The other. The other well, I haven't seen Mandy, but. <clears throat> Compared to color of space, this looks a lot better. 
<laughs> um, quick, quick update. Sugar Smacks is the superior cereal. Okay. I thought it was a different one. So. Oh. Nobody knows um, what Sugar Smacks are. <laughs> I, was, I also didn't know Trix was that old. Oh, man. Don't remember. has been around. He's, uh, he's, uh, he's been failing for over half a century <laughs> to get those tricks. There was one time where he did get the tricks and nobody liked it, so yeah. he kind of erased that from history. I mean. How is Nicolas Cage not in the Suicide Squad? That's, That's a good seems, question. Point. That seems that like a miss, a miss opportunity there. Um, let's go from Nick Cage to Clint Eastwood. That's an easy transition. Um, we got Fry Macho. <laughs> I don't know about this one. Looks pretty, uh, yeah. pretty boring. Yeah. Like I've seen this movie a million times, and they don't sound like they're doing anything special with it. Except yeah. for the fact they're old men, it looks kind of funny because they're like, "I used to be macho." Well, alarms. It's like they're it's like they're trying to sell you on every one liner of his. It's also kind of sad because he, he was macho. Yeah. Now he's old. And like, oh yeah, they, that punch he throws. Aww. It's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> <Aww. Yeah. laughs> it makes me sad too. Well, it just looks like Mexican Gran Torino. So yeah, uh, I don't know. I watched a movie that looks like this, so I'll talk about it later in my watch <laughs> list. So, <laughs> why why don't we go to Cop Shop? This one looked kind of interesting. What do you guys think? I'm down for this one. It looks super like Gerard Butler in a movie that I actually want to see. I'm excited. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's kind of looked it, like Assault on Precinct 13 almost, but probably better <laughs> uh i don't know the action looked pretty cool i like the guy like the wet. crazy old guy that's trying to get him and he's looking yeah. the door <laughs> yeah. it's like now that's a psychopath it looks wacky and fun i'm done cool and then after that one um another one that looked kind of fun was together but i'm guessing there's some drama in it too is the only lockdown movie i actually want to see it looks really good. Yeah. I was impressed. Because that other one that came out on, like, what was it, Apple or something? That looked terrible. Yeah, but this one Anne, actually looked good. The Anne Hathaway one? Yeah. yeah. I like there were, like, five what, others, but... What did you say? Logna movie? Lockdown. 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 Oh, oh, Lockdown. yes. Yeah. Looks, I don't... I'm it's, not down it's for looks like, I'm not looks down like for any Lockdown It trailer. looks like it's putting uh-uh. a fun twist on it. It's not just about... Oh, the lockdown. It's like, no, we hate each other, but it's kind of com- comical because we love each other. I don't know. It seems fun. True, but I still don't like it. Not known. <laughs> yeah, I'm with Alex. Look- I, think, I think there needs to be more time between the actual yeah. lockdown and then movies. I don't mm-hmm. think it well, should be like, right after. Might have another lockdown, like, mm-hmm. soon. Who knows? Maybe. I don't know. This one at so. least looks like it's not focusing too much on the yeah. lockdown. Like it's just like people recording their life, which would be kind of cool. Yeah, but it's like it's like Jared said, like you know, at least if you're gonna do it, put like a fun spin on it. But it's too soon to just do a movie that's like what we're living. <laughs> I get, yeah, because like you know, like Captain America comics sold like really well during World War II, and then not so well afterwards. Mm-hmm. So maybe people do like stuff that's current, but but that's a fun spin on it. I don't know. I just every time I see this, I'm like, why are we doing this already? Like, yeah, yeah. It feels kind of like they're exploiting 
us yeah, yeah. <laughs> the situation Whatever. okay like um, even oh go for it never mind no no i'm go ahead well like i i don't like it in current media either where like even like tv shows everybody's like wearing masks for like oh yeah covid i'm like i would like media not to have covid because yeah. I, I use medium as an escape so whenever they like try to bring in like covid as like realism or whatever i'm like I, i'm not for this this yeah. isn't what i watch this show for like even like brooklyn 99 like covid five i'm like no i don't yeah. like that i, I don't want that a couple days ago i was like oh my gosh this is very yeah yeah, I yeah I don't know. It, it just leaves a bad taste in your mouth so you're like can we just it's just an not... easy way for them to like play with your emotions and yeah to relate. all right so, i don't know and then the last trailer we had we had was called john in the hole i thought this one looked good yeah looks awesome it's kind of, awesome it's like a mixture of like i don't know it's a weird mixture of like funny games and like dog tooth kind of yeah Creepy kid, oh, man. I'm I'm kind of sad we don't live in Dallas anymore, Jared, because I got a notification that the Texas theater was showing this. I'm like, dang it. Oh, that would have been a lot of fun to see, but oh well. What do you guys any uh, any last word on this trailer besides it looks cool? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> cool and... <laughs> what'd you what do you think of it, Joseph? Looks fun and twisted. Uh, I thought it looked interesting. Like, I'm not sure where they're going with it. Is it like a horror movie? Are we? Is it just gonna be like one of those weird movies? So I'm going into the hole. It's the uh, prequel to what is that guy's name? Buffalo Bill. Buffalo Bill. Origin story. Now that would be a yeah. twist. Yeah. <laughs> I'm along the lotion the basket. You know that last scene where she's in the hole? He just throws lotion at her. <laughs> it's like I'm Buffalo Bill. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You said when we move on to some news. I don't have a lot, so we'll just go through this real fast. Um The Suicide Squad, which we'll talk about in a minute, is they made like four point one million day million dollars on the opening day, which breaks a pandemic record for R-rated movies. But we also saw that dip in the second week that we saw for Black Widow. So I guess that's going to be kind of normal. I don't know if that's like these movies getting bad word of mouth or whatever, or there's people like. They just go in that first week and then it's over. I think it's just because it's on streaming services. Like, hey, we missed first week. Let's just watch it at home. Yeah. yeah. And the people that are going to go see it in theaters are going to go probably the first week. Yeah. So, I mean, that literally happened with us. I couldn't make it back in time for that showing. So I watched it on the streaming service like the next yeah. week. So, so that might be the future the one week <laughs> in <laughs> the theaters. Week opener. Yeah. That would be kind of funny. Um, Chronicle 2 is in the works, and it's going to feature female characters, because why not? <laughs> Ghostbusters did it, why not do it with uh, this? Chronicle 2? Really? Yeah. That's weird. It seems like... 11 years after that? <laughs> we don't have much of an idea, so why don't we just gender swap? <laughs> <laughs> Marvel's doing what if, right? That works. <laughs> Marvel kind of... 
kind of some bad news, but Marvel only pays comic creators five thousand dollars for movie adaptations. That's it. That's real. (laughs) (laughs) Just like for each one, or just in general? Like in general, like if they use something from a creator, they'll pay them five thousand bucks. Dang, they make billions and wow. they only get five thousand. I know it's crazy. <laughs> and a lot, a lot, right? Comic writers like they, they don't make nothing. They, yeah, they're, they're always they like don't make anything. They're always struggling for like to pay medical bills and stuff. So you think Marvel would do the thing, but I guess not. They always um, get the short end of the stick. So uh, staying with Marvel, Black Widow. Um, had an alternate alternative ending. Um, basically, she instead of that whole Avengers setup, which I didn't personally like, she basically goes to Ohio and visits like the old home, and um, like per, a kid like pretends to be her, and she shoots him or pretends to shoot <laughs> like the sting. But uh, I don't know. I I just don't think they had very good ideas about ending this movie. Um, yeah. Because a lot of people don't like that Marvel or the Avengers setup, and they don't, and this one didn't sound too much better. So I don't know. Finally answered where they got that Quinjet. Had to be answered. Wow. <laughs> Just a to know. Uh, Clancy Brown has John join Wick Four. Really? Heck yes, I love. Gar, 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 He's gonna go my money. <laughs> <laughs> Spike, who's the foreman boss from the Wrecking Crew, um, is rumored to be in the Mario Brothers movie. So, if you all wanted to see Spike, there you go. Still not happening. You don't think so? (laughs) Movie's not happening. Uh, Emily Blunt, she's going to produce and star and star as Kate Warner. Kate Warren, I think is how you say her name. She's the first woman um, detective who worked for the Pinkerton Detective Agency, and that's going to be uh, on Amazon. So, next project from Emily Blunt. Kind of random. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Edges Elba, uh, he's going to play Knuckles in Sonic 2, Jared. So, what do you think? <laughs> it's good. I had a better choice, but we'll go past it. I like Edges Elba. So. It does seem weird for his voice to be in Sonic, though. Or not Sonic, but it, Knuckles. I, I, I wanted Chris Hemsworth. He's Australian. <laughs> Echidnas are Australian. I can see that. He has, a fu- he has a fun kind of voice, so yeah. I, I thought that would have been better. But I, I just I don't want to see any trailers now, because I just want to laugh out loud when <laughs> Knuckles talks during the movie. <laughs> Do you think he's going to use his English accent or his American accent? I think a mixture of both, yeah. <laughs> what if he just like? What if he does both? Yeah. 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 And then uh, the other guy in the Suicide Squad, um, Tiki Watiti, says his Star Wars story um, is locked down, and it feels very him. So funny Star Wars coming. Huh. Cool. Nice. I didn't even remember he was doing Star Wars. So. Uh, apparently, everyone's doing Star Wars. Or you just, yeah. It's just never going to come to screen. Can can I do a Star Wars? Yeah, right. 
Okay, uh, if you guys want to follow this, you can follow us on Instagram.com slash House6MoviePodcast, Twitter.com slash House6MoviePod. If you're listening to us on Apple, whatever their thing is called, Apple Music or whatever, or Spotify, um, give us some ratings and then, like, you guys talk to us and tell us stuff that you want to hear or tell us stuff you don't want to hear. Um <laughs> And we will try our best to accommodate you. So let's get into the movies. Um, Michael is going to introduce us to No Sudden Move. Go ahead, Michael. No Sudden Move, the movie I could not remember the title of anytime I tried. <clears throat> um, this, was a, this was a weird one to introduce because I guess the overarching story is it's about catalytic converters and getting them <laughs> approved or like mandated for cars. Which I didn't really, I, for, I think I remember the trailer saying that it was based on true events, but I didn't remember that watching it until the very end, and they kind of give a little recap at the end or what, what happened and everything. But it's uh, directed by Steven Soderbergh and starring John, Don Cheadle, ben, ben, Benicio Del Toro, David Harbour, and John Hamm. Oh, I hit the wrong thing. Hang on. Most, that's most, most, most of the main cast, anyway. That also has a guy from um, Quiet Place, the kid, in that. But anyway. It kind of jumps around because it kind of seems like, what, what are you doing? What's Brandon Frazier. Brandon Frazier's in it, true. He goes, oh, he falls. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 It's not, oh, it's, oh. <laughs> just kind of like dies. Brandon Frazier Simba. is in it. But he's not really, I, mean, I, I guess he's kind of starring in it. But anyway, that was just what IMDb had. Don't judge me. Um, this is an interesting one because you like, like the movie starts, you think, like Ari, uh, we watched with our friend Ari as well, and, and, and he, he brought what I was thinking. He was like, it starts off with Don Cheadle and Benicio Del Toro going to these people's house. And they're supposed to babysit him while the third guy, I forget the Macaulay Culkin's brother's name. Anyway, it's him. Aaron, 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 Aaron Culkin. And he takes David Harbour, the dad of this family, to go get some documents they need. Turns out to be a catalytic converter. Anyway, spoilers for everything we talk about. Um, so you think that's the whole movie. You think it's going to be this intense thing. No sudden move. Don't move or you're going to get shot. You know, boom, 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 boom. And then that scene's basically over or that whole scenario is over within 30, 40 minutes of the movie. And then it completely goes on to go tons of other things. I don't really. I, 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 Don Shields, basically the main character of this movie, I think. And it's kind of from what I gathered, his, his, his weird, very intricate plan to get out of the life of crime and stuff is what I got out of it. But it was, it's a weird movie. So basically, he 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 manipulates all these different gangs going through from this first job that he gets hired for, which just seems like you know babysitting job. Going to pay five thousand dollars for it. Turns into so many other twists and turns with other big crime guys, or not even big crime guys, big company guys who own a lot of money. Surprise cameo there. Into getting like out of it's, it's, I don't I don't even know how to describe it. This movie is all over the place for me. I don't know how everyone else felt about it, but it was, it was confusing. Not really confusing. I feel like I just didn't have any strand to hold on to the whole time. Like, I, I'm swinging in the jungle, but all the, all the vines are falling. I'm like, dang it, I'm not going to get out of here. Um, but I, is, there any, is there any other way to describe any other threads you guys had through this movie? Because I don't have anything to describe this movie. It's a crime movie that everyone betrays everyone. And yeah. It jumps everywhere. Um, I don't know how I felt about this movie. It was a... Uh, I like all the characters and the actors. That's about the most part I liked about this movie. But 
I felt like it was way too all over the place. So, so much like bouncing around and different characters like we like Thomas halfway or we got back to David Harbour and his family and he was like, oh, yeah, I forgot about these people. And I was like, me too, because mm-hmm. I thought this was what the movie was about. But I don't know, man. It was um, I didn't really. Another, another thing about this movie was everyone is a bunch of a-holes, really. Like, I don't care about I didn't. I, I is that issue with I don't care about any of the main characters in this movie. And I really didn't find the movie interesting until we hit the surprise cam, which was Matt Damon, who which was one of the companies for these uh, vehicle people. I was like, okay, now I'm actually kind of interested because his character seems interesting. He's still an a-hole, but he's like, he's drawing me in with his weird, like, hey, this is, you know, his weird talk about money and I'm going to keep growing money. And just this weird character was kind of drawing me in. But everything else, I was like, I don't like any of you and care about, like, there, I, 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 there wasn't enough explaining. Not that, I don't want them to over-explain, but they were just like, why are all of you doing this? And why are you all over here? And they, I mean, they kind of bounce back around to that whenever David Harbour finally says, hey, I was trying to do this thing, and then I backed out of it. But I feel like this needed to be like, we need to be brought up to speed a little bit more to actually enjoy what the heck was going on. Because most of the time, I'm just like, I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know who you are, and I don't know where you are. So I don't know. This movie was uh, it w- w- wasn't one of my favorites, which I thought I was actually going to enjoy it more. But um, I'll just chime in with you guys for the rest of this, because... That's a weird one, but I'm gonna throw it. I'm gonna throw it to Thomas. Me. All right. Uh, I think this movie wanted to be Chinatown, but just really wasn't Chinatown because, like, it was trying to be like noir, like a like really really trying to be noir, especially with the weird fisheye lens that. Yeah. That I really don't understand the artistic choice to focus on that and the thing is it wasn't like super heavy all the time but then it was like especially like indoors you could really really tell it was like fish islands and then outside it wasn't as obvious but the only, sorry the, the only time that i noticed is when the camera would like turn and pan you could yeah. see the little like effect but yeah, that was a little the ol- discombobulating the only I, i'm with you i don't really know why they did it but the only reason i could think is maybe because people like in the fifties would have been watching stuff on like tube televisions where the screen is kind of warped. That's that's kind of what I was thinking, I but don't know. It, it wasn't like super heavy all the time. Yeah. And so I, I don't really understand why they did it. If they didn't, cause if they're going to do it, yeah, go for it, go for full effects all the time. It's going to be a stylistic choice. Be like, you know, the boob tube type thing, but this wasn't very heavy all the time. And so it was kind of, it was kind of jarring when it, when it did do like a panning shot and you could really tell it was doing it. Um, I think what Michael was saying was kind of what I was hoping for this thing was that the, the setup was, you know, them getting in and out of that, you know, business. Like the first like 30 minutes of the movie is what I thought the movie was going to be about was them like doing that quote unquote daylight heist, like trying to be incognito. And then it just kind of barrels off into like five different, storylines that really don't go anywhere characters that really don't do anything and in the end it doesn't really matter like that was kind of like the whole movie was that you know all that money ended up still going back to the car company and in even like the the PSA or whatever I hate when movies do that too as they end in a PSA <laughs> or not, not even just the PSA but just like the credits or whatever 
It's like, oh yeah, there was no or there was no fines lobbied against the car companies for doing that, and that was it. I was like, no, that didn't go anywhere. So, what was the point of this movie? Um, I did, however, like the acting in this. I thought it was pretty good. Don Cheadle was good. Uh, Benicio del Toro was good. Um, I loved Brendan Fraser in it, even <laughs> though he died a very, very embarrassing, <laughs> erg, like death. Like the only thing I could compare that to is Monty Python is like when the artist dies and he like pass or like falls over. That's what that reminded me of. It's like, ah, dead. Well, also, oh, we don't actually know if he died. True. He might be alive. Yeah, that's true. He he had some padding there to <laughs> yeah. absorb the yeah. bullets. Um, Dan, is it Dan Arbor or Dan Harbor? How do you say his name? Harbor. David Harbor. Or David, David Harbor. David, not Dan. Harbor. Sorry, David. So I don't Harbor. even know. I don't know. I um, just say Harbor. Yeah. His character, I kind of hated, I think, the most just because yeah. he was just... He was so pathetic. Yeah. He was like, so It's like, ugh. I'm like, my gosh. Like, even your son has more balls than you do, and he's kind of <laughs> sad, too. Um, I think the best, like, uh, example of that is when he, the phone is ringing, he's like, I'll get the phone! Yeah. <laughs> and he just said it really whining. He said a lot of weird, weird lines yeah. like, like that. Yeah. I, I just... I don't know, like, and something else that Michael says that everybody's just an a hole in this. Like, everybody, everybody was just like kind of terrible person. And the thing is, it didn't matter in the end either that they're terrible. Like, there's some movies that have like a terrible person, and then it ends up being like either super productive for them or, uh, you know, they have the consequence of their actions type thing. And there weren't any real consequences to any actions. It just kind of just kept happening so i don't know and then you had the weird matt damon scene uh, scene with him explaining why the 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 pronunciation of his name has caused him to receive anti-semitic like treatment and so i thought that was weird for a second i'm like why are we talking about this this is and it kept going and like it turns to like don Cheadle's like you know what i mean right like bringing race into it if you like read the description of the movie, it talks about how Detroit was like boil at the boiling point about race relations, but you don't really get that in the yeah. movie. Everyone's oh. like like cool with each there's other. Like, there's like nobody on the streets of this movie yeah. either. I kind of weird. It's like, oh yeah, the gangsters is like there's nobody out here. Like it's just <laughs> the gangsters, and yeah. that's it. Um I don't know. Like, I, I kind of liked this movie just because I did like some of the stylistic choices and I did like the acting and I, I like noir movies. So like everybody wearing Stetsons and, you know, talking in that everybody was like a really gruff voice like, type of thing. I thought it was kind of fun, but especially Don Cheadle. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like 12 packs a day kind of guy, <laughs> but I don't know. Like I, I did, I did, enjoy this movie i will never ever watch this movie ever again but i enjoyed watching it and then i'm just gonna leave it like eh, it's gone um i actually really want to know what joe thinks about this so i'm gonna pass it to you okay uh i like the movie i i thought it was like commenting on the absurd absurdity of like the whole events um 
I thought it was funny. I, I, I looked at it more like a comedy than I did like a thriller or anything else. Yeah, we did laugh a um, lot while we were watching it. Yeah. <laughs> um, that whole David Harbour thing where he tells the guy, I'm going to punch you now. I'm gonna... <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's such a weenie in this movie. Um, and then just like, I, I enjoyed just Benicio Del Toro and Don Cheadle just like talking to each other and just trying to get out of this mess they're in. And he's like telling you, you know, we, we have enough money we don't need you're you're getting greedy here and um uh i really liked um oh what's his name when he came in um oh what's his name i'm blanking hold on ray liotta yeah ray liotta um i thought that was really cool when he came in because he's like the old school gangster actor um so now he kind of plays more of a boss role in these kind of movies um I think, I mean, I liked it, but I could see the criticism that you guys are getting because it kind of, like, complicates a story that doesn't need to be that complicated, basically. Um, And there are, like, threads that get lost in this movie. Like, the family, their whole story just, like, kind of disappears. Even though, yeah. Question. The two wives, were they into each other? Because I got that vibe. Yeah. I was confused on that too. That's very weird. It's like, I think why well, try explaining was... that one? I'm going like... on a vacation, right? And <laughs> she's like, oh. <laughs> and then we ever explain? Never addressed ever <laughs> yeah. again. I'm like, what was that? It feels like, like this move. Oh, go ahead. Oh, sorry. She says, like, yeah, like, try explaining that. And I'm like, wait, has there been incidents before where you guys have been caught? doing stuff together i was that was very confusing i think this movie uh wanted to be like a three-hour epic and they're like nah let's not do that because we don't have enough material to do that one so so we get like introduced to these storylines that just kind of like hang out there um i like how uh if you saw interstellar and you like we got to that planet and it was like oh it's matt damon this is this movie does like the exact same thing (laughs) We get to the boss and it's Matt Damon. Um, <laughs> and then that, I did like that scene where he, they're like counting the money and he's like talking to him. And they, they're, they're, they're like, you could tell they're like, I don't know this guy. Yeah. I don't know what the heck he's talking about. <laughs> so they're just like, he's just like, just kind of like ask him questions <laughs> just because just you know that he doesn't know what the heck's going on. Um, yeah, but I I just think it it was more of a comedy, it, it just like an absurdist kind of kind of crime comedy. Um, something I haven't seen too much about or any other examples I can think of. But um, like you said, probably not a movie I'll revisit a ton because I don't think it's a classic. But um, I it was enjoyable for the watch, the two hour watch or whatever it was. Um, so I'll throw it over to Alex. Uh, yeah, I'm somewhere. I'm somewhere with you and with the other guys a little bit as well. Where I definitely viewed it probably as more of a comedy as well. Like, oh, I think probably a lot of us did. Where we were, just, we, were we were cracking up a lot during it. Um, and you guys, I totally agree with what you guys are saying about David Harbour because he was a big wuss, but he was my favorite character. He was so funny. Like, I, <laughs> I think that the whole reveal of him and that affair that he had just falling apart was so funny <laughs> like they had this plan and everything went wrong mm-hmm. <laughs> she was like i already talked to phil and then, 
<laughs> I did get the rental car, but I'm going with Phil. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I thought that was so funny because she was so obnoxious. And anyway, but uh, but yeah, and the and the punching scene and everything, and him just like stumbling through it all. Like, somebody who clearly shouldn't be involved in all this, and he doesn't have like the cojones, I guess, to go through with it. But he uh. But yeah, I'm with Michael where like this movie kind of just lost its thread like at the further it went. I was just like, what? Because I thought that the movie, I think Thomas was saying, I, th- I thought the movie was going to be about them in the house and that sounded like fun. Could have been really cool. But then the further it went is kind of just like, well, what's going? Is this just a quadruple crossover movie or whatever quadruple uh, betrayal kind of movie? Um. Quadruple cross. Yeah, yeah, cross. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I I think that the acting was really good. Like Tom was saying, like uh, Brandon Fraser took me a while to even realize that was him. Like, really? I was just like, oh, and then because he, you know, I asked, I even asked during the movie, I was like, is he wearing a fat suit or is that how he looks now? And like, but uh, anyway, you can always tell by his voice though. His voice is super. Yeah, yeah that's what tipped me off. Yeah, because he didn't really look like him. Um. Yeah, I think those movies. I I would never want to watch this again just because it. Well, also like this. If this is a true story, then you. I guess you can't really complain about the plot that much because they're just telling something that happened. Like, I mean, unless you know they want to change it up for drama, drama sake. But. But I just don't really get the point in telling this movie. It's like what. I think that's what. What I had the most problems with is that it just. There was no point in telling the story. It just kind of happened. Everything just kind of worked itself out, no matter what. Yeah, like, so. it is, I guess, like, millions of crossovers is interesting. And how, that like, there's all this stuff happening that nobody, I guess, probably even knew about. And because it, 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 what is interesting is how they, they're after something. They're after something that isn't just, like, let's steal this and be rich. It's like, let's steal this so that we can get out <laughs> like like well that yeah i guess sorry i mean more like matt damon's character and stuff oh. like, like let's steal this and then just profit off of the legally but just people don't know that we stole it illegally it's just interesting it's like a weird it's not like they're just stealing a bunch of money and they're rich and anyway but yeah like it's I don't know. I don't really know why this movie was made. It's it's weird. It, it, it's like, especially made so stylistically because it feels like fiction. And then, because like even early on, it kind of feels like it could have been a Tarantino movie. Like they're in the house and there's a lot of dialogue and it's kind of slow and then it could ramp up and then that changes. But yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't get why it was, I don't get why it was made, but I enjoyed it. So Jared. Uh, I liked it. Um, probably like you guys, I'd probably never watch it again, but this movie had like a lot of good pieces. It just wasn't a good as a whole kind of movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, it felt like just like older actors wanting to have fun. <laughs> um, and then there, um, this movie, it, it was like, like as soon as someone got introduced, like um, someone new got introduced, I was like, okay, nice, let's let's go. And then it doesn't go anywhere. And then you get introduced to like John Hamm, and you're like, okay, John Hamm, I like John Hamm. 
let's do let's go and then it did it again and then you go <laughs> okay and then um you finally get to matt damon and you're like now we're cooking and then um it does it again and you're like oh okay um but that's how the whole movie was it just like didn't have enough to keep it afloat mm-hmm. um but i did watch it more as a comedy like i couldn't help but make jokes during during our viewing um and then it was cool. It was cool, like seeing Ray Liotta. Um, he he wasn't as like over the top as he or angry as he usually is in movies. He was kind of little. He's getting a little older, so he needs to calm down. Um, <laughs> um, and then totally like in the beginning, I was like, "Who's that fat dude? Like, <laughs> who is this actor?" Because I was like, "He sounds like someone." And then I, like his voice sounded like um, Philip Seymour Hoffman for a little bit in some of the scenes. Oh. And I was like, no, that cannot be him. And then um, and then I think it was Thomas that mentioned Brendan, Brendan Fraser. I was like, oh, my God. And then uh, it just, like, clicked. And I was like, wow, you can really hear the, the, the weight in his speech. I was like, wow. <laughs> um, but it was cool seeing him. Um, you guys are jerks. <laughs> it was really cool seeing him. Yeah. Um, I like his character. He's, he's funny. Like, um. Like when they get to that uh, dinner with him, Ray Liotta, and the two main characters, and he's like, "I'm sick of this. Let's just finish this and go on." Well, uh, I like when he pulls out the gun, and Ray Liotta's like, "Put the napkin over it." <laughs> yeah, but the most interesting thing that happened in this movie was the wife. Um, what was what is uh, Harbor's first name? Nessa? Matt. Matt. Uh, yeah, David? his wife. Um, no, oh. um, her character like has a like an existential crisis. Like her whole world, she's like a woman torn out of that time um, period. She just like because she tells the other lady, she's like, "How do you do all this? This like, oh this yeah, housewife thing? Just anything?" She's like completely like her world is just like turned upside down from this experience. I was like, huh, something went on in her head <laughs> during that. Um, so I thought that was interesting. And um, But like you guys, there's not, there's not much more to say besides like that sweet bass line throughout the whole movie. <laughs> yeah. like, that upright bass. Just... Music was good in this. Yeah. Very true. Oh, and then there is that. I, I like the look of the... Uh, that guy that Don Cheadle goes to, like that main, uh, like pimp almost mob boss. Yeah, he does look like, like a pimp. <laughs> I was like, man, hey, that guy's sweet. Hey Joe, I, I asked Jared this question. Maybe you'll know it. Is that the guy from Predator? It looks like him. I okay, let's check. What was okay. his name? I don't know his name. I was like, what is his name? Because he was like in Commando too, I think. Uh, well, why, his why name is Eldrick, right? I think so. Yeah, but I can't say that I hated this movie because I like had a really good time watching it. Just yeah, it like was story- a Predator. Yeah. Sorry, it was Predator. Just story wise, it just didn't hold up. So yeah, mm-hmm. you mentioned in music real quick. I just there was one thing I forgot to mention is that there were so many scenes that do the really annoying thing where the music, there's a dialogue scene between yeah. just two people and the music was so distracting. Wait, like it was really? like, 
it was, I don't remember that in this movie. Like, yeah, there's like two or three scenes where I was just like, "Can you just chill?" Like, it, I mean, it, not like it's a whole orchestra going at it, but because I really like the music in this movie, but it's just like I feel like <laughs> I feel like that annoying person that hears something from like a professional filmer, and then now I feel like I know better, you know. <laughs> But like every ever since I listened to the Breaking Bad Insider podcast for the whole show, like Vince Gilligan talked about how that you know when he made the pilot of Breaking Bad, he originally edited it with tons of music, and the person that he submitted it to said like, "Do you not believe in your product? Like, do you not believe in what you're saying or your story that you have to like spice it up with all this music?" And then so that was like a whole thing with Breaking Bad is they were very intentional about making music. Like there's so many scenes without any music at all. And I think that especially when you have somewhat intense dialogue between two people, I'm not saying all the time, but I think that usually it's better to just yeah nothing. Just don't and I think it builds tension when there's no music during Definitely. those kind of scenes. Yeah. So that was distracting. But I didn't mind the fish islands that you guys were talking about. Because it's it's kind of weird because normally I hate like the blurring that they're doing in the new like Netflix movies and stuff like that, but the fish islands they really bothered me. I thought it was kind of cool. Yeah. Um, I remember when they're like uh, Don Cheadle and Benicio del Toro. They're like talking on the bed, like during their last plan or whatever. And you can really notice it right there, and I thought that was kind of cool. But yeah, I liked whenever it was like still and it had them like <laughs> in the street and everything was kind of like bowed out. But it was just when it panned, yeah. I was kind of like doing this. I was like, ah. <laughs> It's like a almost like a weird like uh what's that glass that like you use for like shower windows? Oh um, yeah. Um, glass, I don't know. What do you call that? Yeah, what do you call oh, that? glass block? Yeah, but like there's a term for the glass. But you know what I mean? It like it like warps. Yeah, it. yeah. That's what it, it was kind of doing like around like a circular edge of the lens, but anyway. Alright. Any last words on this one? My name is Matthew, not Matt. Oh, yeah, that was funny. <laughs> Jared had me cracking up at one point whenever. What was <laughs> Oh, yeah, it's whenever the kid goes and John Hamm talks to him outside. And then he's like, he's like, he's like, hey, Matthew. And he's like, no, it's Matt. Oh, wait, no, you're right. <laughs> right up. after that scene. Yeah. <laughs> I did like the, I did like the scene where, um, that dude's confronting or like comforting his wife, and he's like, "They'll never come back. They'll never be back here." And then they just walk in. Yeah, <laughs> like, wouldn't be so sure about that. <laughs> but he didn't see either of them, so he's like, "Who are you?" Yeah, turning the phone. He's like, "Who is this?" But <laughs> <laughs> well, what's his but name I, on the phone? Think... Uh, he's not think... here. <laughs> he's indisposed. I do think everyone did like. I'm going to punch you now. This is a punch. Yeah, <laughs> so Here it comes. <laughs> Let's move on to a game. And what's that game called, Jared? Well, Joseph, it's called What's in the Box? <laughs> I, I thought you were going to do your Ray Liotta. <laughs> do I have a Ray Liotta? <laughs> it's do pretty much go. the same as Brad Pitt. Oh. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I guess I could do Mark Wahlberg one day. <laughs> if he ever comes out of that movie. Yeah. Ask, your, ask your mother what's in the box. <laughs> oh, we could do that whenever uh, 
uh, Uncharted comes out. There you go. Yeah. 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 Is that still coming out? I don't Supposedly. know. <laughs> so what's in the box is America's favorite game where we where I have something in my box and these guys try to guess what it is why I give them some clues. Um, my box is imaginary and it can fit everything from the Titanic to Gizmo. Um, last week, Thomas was correct to guessing the Holy Grail, which gave him 6.5 points. He's still trailing Jared, but Jared's got 8.5. Alex, we Jeez. haven't heard from you <laughs> for a while. You have five points. Yeah, it's pro- I'm probably done. Uh, but I didn't know Jared had 8.5. Jeez. Cheater. And Michael has put his two cents in with two points. <laughs> his two bits. So you guys ready for what's in the box? Yes, sir. Yep. All right. <clears throat> what's in the box first appeared in theaters in 2004. What's in the box is located in Pennsylvania. What's in the box took 11 weeks to build. The people here like to play dress up. The residents of what's in the box include Jesse Eisenberg, Michael Pitt, Judy Greer, Sigourney Weaver, Pleasantville? No. That's what I was thinking, too. Oh, uh, oh no. Smallville. <laughs> nope. Oh. <laughs> you guys, you're on the right track. You're on the right track. Oh. It's right there. Should we go over the clues again? Yeah. Metropolis? No. Ah. First ah. it. First appeared in theaters in 2004. Oh, Is located in the state of Pennsylvania. Took 11 weeks to build for the movie. The people who live here like to play dress up. And some of those people are Jesse Eisenberg. Michael Pitt, Judy Greer, Sigourney Weaver, Adrian Brody. Are they stumped? (laughs) What is this? Jesse Eisenberg is really throwing me off. Yeah. I I would almost say... Oh, no, that's not it. Say it anyway. You might get it right. <laughs> no, I, I, I was thinking of Be Kind, Rewind, because Sigourney Weaver's in it. <laughs> Sigourney Weaver's throwing me off. I'm like, what the heck is she yeah, with me- Jesse Eisenberg? <laughs> yeah, that's the, that's it's really... Of course, we also... Michael Pitt and Judy Greer? I made Alex watch Fighting Dory, so all I'm thinking is, I'm Sigourney Weaver. This is in the oh, yeah. planet or whatever the heck zoo they have. Okay, let me give you two more residents. You'll probably get it from these. Adrian Brody. Joaquin Oh, the village! The village! Oh my gosh! (laughs) Jesse Eisenberg is in that movie? He is in this movie! (laughs) Yeah! I mean, it's been probably 15 years since I saw that movie, but... (laughs) Yeah. 
Adrian so Brody's what got it for me. I was like, oh, <laughs> interesting. So, yeah. I love that movie too. Yeah. A little more trivia: the village was originally rated R because of someone because you could hear someone getting stabbed by a knife, so they took that out in the PG thirteen. That that makes it rated R. You hear someone? Yeah, <laughs> that's weird. Maybe <laughs> you didn't say John Hurt. I'd give it away if I went with Walking Phoenix and Bryce Dallas. Oh my yeah, god! John Hurt I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Not not William John. Hurt. Yeah, right? John Hurt. Well, no, but, William Hurt. William, William Hurt. Hurt. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I was like John Hurt. John Hurt's in. Yeah, I was like, I don't know. Ed, just like he's not in that movie, right? <laughs> that would have really William thrown Hurt. you off. <laughs> oh man, that that movie is so underrated <laughs> in my opinion. It it has yeah. such a good soundtrack. Yeah, the soundtrack's um, amazing in that movie. It's actually one of the movies that I like called from like minute two. I was like, I bet this is modern day. I bet spoilers for the village. But I was like, because that one like, viewer is like, dang it, Alex. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's so cool because it's like the the idea. It's like you know they're they're they've had horror in their life, so they tried to get away. It's, oh, it's such mm-hmm. a, I just think that there's something about the ending that doesn't execute very strongly. It's probably M Night Shyamalan. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But it's a it's a really good movie. I like and, that movie. A lot of people don't like that one, but I think it's yeah. cool. It's not it's not one you can watch again because you know the twist, but yeah. the first viewing is really good. I mean, you gave me like five more twists with those people I didn't know were in it. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> and you can listen to that soundtrack over and over because it's amazing. Everyone go listen to it. So good, James. I think James Newton Howard did it. Yeah, yeah. So good, dude. I almost had that as a clue. So maybe, dude. I would have. Oh, okay. <laughs> So, Alex, why don't you introduce us to the next movie? Sure. Um, the Suicide Squad. Uh, turns out it's just as good as the last one, guys. <laughs> okay, good job. Good job, James Gunn. You, you lived up to the expectation. Um, anyway, that's a, that's a joke because I kind of like the first one. But, um, well, now you so just we, completely dig your opinion for everyone else out the window. Yeah, I know. It, it's... I think it's probably mainly just me wanting to like it. So then I did probably, I haven't seen it since theaters, but anyway, so we got suicide squad there be, you know, you jump right in there. being prepped for a mission and, uh, immediately like, you know, you introduce all these different characters and it's like, clearly these guys are going to be important. Like Michael Rooker, maybe main character, the way they're focusing on him. <laughs> and then they get to their mission and everything goes wrong. And then you're introduced to the Suicide Squad, which I thought was really fun and clever, um, which is a much smaller band of groups that are, you know, taking advantage of the other team being the diversion. Um, anyway, and only like two people, at least initially, seem to survive the decoy. That's Margot Robbie's Harley Quinn and then the other guy's Rick Flag. But then later on, you find out that that weasel guy survived. And then, so then their mission, dude, I, I don't even really remember their mission. They have to get to a base and destroy it, basically. Oh, they have to get that hard drive uh, that has, like, the, the knowledge that America was behind whatever. Anyway, doesn't matter. We're getting a starfish in a bid. Nothing matters. Um, so then... There, there's this movie. I just feel like it was just like a straight up just comedy. It didn't take anything seriously, which was fun, because like they go through that camp and just murderize everyone 
on the way to get to Rick Flag because they think he's a prisoner. And that scene was awesome because mm-hmm. as soon yeah. as they showed Rick Flag just sitting there, I was like, oh no. <laughs> <laughs> you guys just destroyed like 90% of your potential <laughs> allies. <laughs> anyway, so then uh then they get Rick Flag back, and for some reason the the rebellion decides to still help them. Uh, I know, for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> And then they go on their, like, I guess, real... And that's, like, it's kind of like half the movie right there. And then they go on their real mission, which is to uh, go and... Uh, I Man, I'm bad. What, what was their mission after that? Infiltrate <laughs> <laughs> they, the base. Get is that you, where they get the information? That's where they get the information. Yeah, yeah. Duh. okay, I was thinking they got it earlier. Yeah, that's where they get the hard drive to prove that America was involved in... Project Starfish. Project Starfish, whatever, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, because uh, there was a video of the astronauts in the U.S., astronauts in space that pulled it and everything. Um, and after that, it's just them kind of coming together. Success, because, uh, so, okay. I always say that I like the first three quarters of the original Suicide Squad. And then at the end, they they totally missed what they were going for because i feel like the, the trailer and the movie everything was about how that there was this band of misfits that all kind of hated each other and that they had to somehow work as a team and at the end of the movie of the first one it's like they didn't earn it at all it's like they're just slow-mo throwing each other's guns and everything's like inspirational like look at us we're a great team and i'm like no you're totally not understanding what you are as a movie but then this movie i feel like really earned it it was like well to be fair they actually didn't really hate each other like the original suicide squad they all hated each other but in this one they didn't totally hate all of each other like you know idris elba has a strong relationship with that girl that's kind of like a daughter figure for him um and everyone's motivations were just way better and then coming together as a team i i bought it in this one Anyway, so then they just fight uh, Stardo or whatever his name was, the big <laughs> starfish, and uh, which Patrick. I love that. I love yeah, I love that screen that uh, freeze frame where it freezes and it says like the Suicide yeah versus Stardo, whatever. <laughs> I did forget to mention this movie is obviously directed by James Gunn with a myriad of cast. Um, yeah, and then the rest of it's just them saving the day against this very strange plot point to uh, this starfish taking over people's minds, turning it into a hive mind, and it's absolutely absurd and quite fun. Uh, I will say that this movie is what I expected in that, you know, it's getting like, for a little while it had like 100% on Rotten Tomatoes, and it's like, oh my god, this is amazing. And I was like... Critics are totally just going in being like, this is actually a good DC movie, so they're overrating it. Because I had a lot of fun, but I mean, this movie is not like, I don't think it's a 100%, even though I think now it's like at 94 or something. But but uh, but it was very fun. And I, I had a great time. Lots of laughs. Uh, trying to think of any other scenes. I love uh, even some cool things. Like I love Idris Elba's armor turning into his weaponry. Mm. That was really clever. And like, there's that scene where he's like patting himself down, like looking for all the, and he's out of weapons. Um, I think 
something about Margot Robbie's Harley Quinn to me doesn't really work as well. I think it works fine, but it doesn't work as well if she's not the main character. Mm -hmm. Like, because I think Birds of Prey, she was so funny and so endearing. And uh, I had a great time with Birds of Prey. And I, I had a great time with this one too, but she, she, I think she worked in this movie. But I think that there's something about it where it's like, even with James Gunn being a part of this, like her lines were still kind of yeah. lame sometimes. Mm-hmm. And it's like, like whenever they're in, uh, like threatening, uh, what's his name, the Doctor Who, uh, Peter Capaldi, Peter Capaldi, and she's like walking by and she's like, "If you have personalized license plates, you die or whatever." And I'm like, "Okay, this is this is a little bit." Yeah. Um, but there oh, were so that parts. was like in every trailer too, like yeah, every yeah, trailer. That's true, and I will say that the trailer had pretty good humor. But in this movie, I feel like it was actually like the weakest parts of the movies in the trailer. Like I think a yeah. lot of the parts of the movie were actually a lot more funny than what they showed in the trailer. Yeah, um, like I was kind of like kind of dreading that starfish butthole line. Like I was like, okay, we yeah, we get it, but uh. But you know it was fine. But um, uh, I did like her line though. Whenever it was like, "Who's Milton?" Like that was funny. She had some good lines, and, and she did a she did a good job, I think. Um. Anyway, and, and then uh, oh geez, man, the polka dot man, Holy dude, dude, he was so funny. He's like maybe the best character. He's the movie. goat, man. Agreed. I love him. <laughs> but then you also have shark guy like uh sylvester stallone man that was so good he was cracking me up yeah uh i think that's pretty much all i have to say for now i'll chime in um i never throw it to michael i'm gonna throw it to michael i knew you're gonna do that i don't know how i could see it in your brain i was ready uh one thing you are missing though with margaret robbie i must be related i can see those like the little jokes that were like oh those off and why do you have to put these off weird jokes in but the scene with her and this dude that proposes to her that whole scenario was just <laughs> yeah. so funny. That me. was awesome. And then she freaking he starts talking about killing kids and she just shoots him. And I was like, like, not in a million years did I predict anything in this scene of happening or any this whole scenario of her getting kidnapped. And like she's like, Well, I was okay with it until you start start talking about killing children. And I was like, Oh my god, that, that whole scene just got me. I I love that whole scene. Well, it's but. just funny because like her her response is like she's like she was screwed over once with joker yeah and so she's like her response in her makes total sense that if she sees a red flag shoot him yeah so it doesn't happen again it's like it's like all or nothing she has a huge dramatic monologue that has so much like backstory weaved into it like you were saying with joker and everything oh i love that thing but um i'm kind of with you in this movie though like i wouldn't even say it's over i mean it was overrated with 100 percent, obviously but it's just like this is a movie I'm like, I really don't care to ever see this again, honestly. Like, I, I really enjoyed this movie. thought it was a great time, hilarious and everything. But I'm just like, nothing's going to draw me back to this. And I feel like that's kind of like with all of all, all these kind of like if I don't even know how to describe that. But um, but I just feel like I don't, I don't, I don't know. I guess maybe because there's no weight to this movie, really. Yeah. Because, like, yeah, I feel like with all, I don't know, all these, I guess maybe with my expectations of Marvel and DC, they're always, like, building into other things, doing other things, but it's just, like, this was kind of a one-off thing, and it was fun, and I'm, like, I kind of feel like it is a one-off thing, and I don't really, I'm not going to sit down and turn this on and be like, I want to watch Suicide Squad again. 
Like I'd like to watch clips or whatever, like Polka Dot Man, who's the greatest character of all time. But <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. This movie was a uh, it was great. I mean, it was hilarious the whole thing. But it was just I felt like there was zero weight to this movie. Really, like the intense parts weren't intense for me. There weren't like nothing nothing really got me by the seat. Of course, we were laughing. Our theater was also very enjoyable. Like it, it was those people that are loud in theaters, but you enjoy that they're yeah. there because you're just like you're having such a good time that I'm having a better time because of how good of a time you're having. <laughs> like this guy in front of us, whenever Idris Elba screams because the rat, he literally fell two chairs over and is bouncing up and down laughing in front of us because he couldn't hold himself together. It was amazing. <laughs> and then someone next to other Joseph, not you, Joseph, but. Over there was being ridiculous too, man. There's like everything. Oh no! Oh my god! Like just out loud, verbally as loud as they can be. It was so funny. But it's also we watched an IMAX, so you can't really hear it that well. It was great. But um, trying to think of anything else through this movie that I mean, it's 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 like there's there's also the thing the thing about this movie is there's nothing really to talk about. Like yeah, like oh hey, that was cool when the, the the people got. Doctor Who and sucked on their face with starfish because that's all this was was a big Doctor Who episode. Um, but but I get, most thing most thing about this movie is the characters really. I feel like all of them were great. John Cena. I don't think I've ever enjoyed that man more in my entire <laughs> life than I did in this movie because he's just whoa whoa. What don't you remember him in the Fred movies? <laughs> Come on. I mean, I haven't thought about the Fred movies since we saw the Fred movies. But <laughs> well, there's your first mistake. That is a thing. <laughs> <laughs> but he played his character so well, just like that. Uh, what, what did he say? Liberty, no matter what or whatever, whatever his lines were, the, the whole thing was so it's such an interesting idea for a character because he wants to be a good guy so badly, but he's kind of a bad guy. <laughs> yeah, because like he's like, I'm very thorough and he's like getting ready to shoot the girl. And you're like, you're such an interesting like, where does your where do you justify these things in your righteous like journey? But and then uh, the freaking. We we went to see this with Ben in the end credit scene where the weasel, the wakes weasel, up. the weasel wakes up, and everyone in the theater knows the weasel's gonna run off into the forest. But what does Ben do? Ben does his wheezing, crying laugh when this thing takes off running, and you're just like, "Why are you laughing so hard at this, he, dude?" He lost. <laughs> he it. was it was wheezing and snorting. It was like it was yeah, like, he, like into a snort, and you're just like, "Why is this making you laugh so hard?" Because <laughs> I don't know, it was just like I was like, of course it would be Ben. It was like other people made this movie so much better for me, but it, like, and then the fact that he couldn't swim—it's just oh, like those so those clever uh, little those clever little things they throw in there. Like, why can anyone check if he can swim? Yeah, it's like <laughs> why not throw in that the guy can't like the guy that's been in the trailers. They have jokes throughout the whole trailers. Like you think this is the crew, like Alex said, throughout the whole movie that you're gonna go through with. And of course, all of them die except for a couple. But it's just like, oh my gosh, all these stupid, stupid scenarios that you're like kind of mad at yourself for laughing at because you're like, gosh, this is so dumb, but <laughs> so great. Um, but yeah, Polka Dot Man. I mean, everyone talks about um, what's Fish Boy? What's Shark Man called? King Shark. King Shark. Oh, King Shark. Oh, yeah. uh, with Sylvester Stallone. Everyone talks about him and how, like, I mean, his character's great, adorable, funny, awesome, yeah. and cool, but. Polka Dot Man, dude. I don't know. I love Polka Dot Man. Through the whole yeah. thing, I'm like, you're crazy, and I love you, and I want to take you home. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Was it? Was it Nor? Or was it uh, Idris Elba that t said like, "Hey, Norman Bates, get over <laughs> <Yeah>. here." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, but that that scene never like because it kind of culminated into this. It's like he's kind of weird and creepy, and then 
you see him bring out this emotion in the end where he's like, oh, we're, we're we're together and everything. And like whatever he, the Milton scene, dude, like that just culminated all in this perfect like I cared about Milton and he's with us the whole time. What do you mean? He was a one of us like that kind of culminated this dude. whole weird like family he had adopted. But he's also a lunatic. And I don't know. I love weird. when they're um, when they're walking towards the end when they decide to like stay and fight. And he's just like walking with his shoulders like straight yes. up, like he's terrified. He's like, okay, guess we're doing this. But he's going with them anyway. <laughs> it's like some freaking weird loyal dog that is like half psychotic. I don't know. It was great. I loved all the characters in this, but apart from that, like that, it's I I barely remember most of the movie honestly. But the characters are great. Um, I'll throw it. I'm gonna throw it, Jared. Hi, Jared. Oh, um. I actually really like this movie a lot more than the first one because I was going in with this into this movie like uh, another one. <laughs> I thought I was gonna hate it. I already don't really like Harley. I haven't liked Harley Quinn since like the animated Batman series, so Dang. she kind of grates on my nerves. But um, I actually really like this movie. Um, I feel like it's finally a DC movie that actually like cares about the comic books. If that makes sense, um, yeah. Because he got like appearances from like Calendar Man and like um, Starro. I never thought Starro would be in a yeah in a DC either. movie. And um, not I like Starro like in the comics, and I liked him in this movie except the armpit thing. That was kind of gross. <laughs> it was very <laughs> gross. Like awesome <laughs> somewhere. <laughs> but um, no, I really I like. The first um, Suicide Squad, the the last bad guy was so terrible. The last fight was so terrible. <laughs> it was just like a CGI mess. Mm-hmm. And this one is a CGI mess, but it like you had Starro, like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, some character I actually care about. Um, Batman's best Robin. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I really like this movie. Um, the the I thought the humor hit. For me, it, it hit. Like, I, I laughed a lot during this movie. Except for, like, the ones he pointed out with, like, Harley Quinn when she's trying a little too hard with, like, the license plate nonsense. But, like, I did like a lot of the jokes. Um, and I did love the rat. Like, the the main rat. Yeah. He was so sweet. He uh, just wanted to be friends with uh, Edris Elba. I was like, oh, <laughs> love him. He's giving you food. He's giving you a um, least. <laughs> is he is that rat waving to me? He's just like um but no, it's is um like you guys are saying that all the characters were great. Um John Cena, I think like Michael said, I don't I don't think I've enjoyed that man as much as I have in this movie. Um and I like when he's introduced because you're like, isn't that what you just said about me? And then he's like, <laughs> Yeah, but I do it better. And they're all like one upping each other. Um yeah. I like that. Um, but yeah, um, I love King Shark. He was adorable. Um, he would just go on and off on his own little adventures and stuff like that. The only weird thing to me was that aquarium with those weird, like, little jellies. That was, was like, weird. This is weird. Yeah, that scene was. <laughs> they were horrifying when they ate him. And then, and then I almost cried because I thought he was gonna get eaten to death. I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> but he's a lot so... more. Re- oh, sorry. No, go ahead. I was just going to say he's more resilient than I thought. Yeah. That scene is so weird because, like, it's everything. Everything's cute. 
but then the music is so like creepy and yeah, yeah sure they end up biting him and everything but I, I don't even see the point in that scene <laughs> like yeah. other than be cute which i'm fine with it i i don't or like cap something for king shark to do i guess at the yeah. <laughs> I don't think it shouldn't be in the movie. I think it was fun, cute, and everything. But, but yeah, like you said, Jared, I didn't expect him to be that resilient. Like when they're shooting him with guns, it's just bouncing off and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, yeah, there's not much more I, I have to say. But I thought, I thought it was a pretty good DC movie. I thought it was pretty fun. Like, I actually liked a Suicide Squad movie. You know, like from that first one, I thought I was just done. I was just done, but I liked it. Uh, I'll throw it to Thomas. Me? All right. Um, I was fine with the character deaths in this movie. Like, like the like the diversion Suicide Squad that they had at the beginning was kind of a cool. I mean, you you kind of knew it was coming when like the don't get attached type thing, and uh. <laughs> like Nathan Fillion's the detachable kid. Uh, totally that was the dumbest. The that was <laughs> exactly. That's exactly. It's, it's hilarious. <laughs> and, and his arms are like in shot, and he's like over yeah, here getting like, ah! over, like suffering. <laughs> yeah, it's so great. Um, I like I like Harley Quinn's reaction there, where she's like, "You've got to be effing kidding me!" Yeah. Or something like that. <laughs> Or she says, like, what the F? Or, I can't remember. Oh, this. I did like her, like, storyline with the javelin. I did like that. I was like, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. I know my purpose. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I was fine with all the character deaths. Like, Michael Rorker, I think, is hilarious. He's, like, built up as this, like, badass. <laughs> and then he's, like, runs away and gets his head blown up Crying from Waller. Yeah. Uh, the only character I did not like the death of was Polka Dot Man. That's the one... Yeah, yeah, I'm with you. I was, was mad was like, about. Oh man! Well, the only reason is because I thought Ratcatcher Two was like the cutest girl I've ever like seen in a DC movie. I thought she was adorable. She was hilarious, mm-hmm. and I liked the back and forth that they had with each other. Like, oh, he's she's getting him to become more of a superhero and getting out of his shell, um, and then just splat. Starro just smothers him. I'm like, man, come on, yeah, that's. I'm a, yeah. I'm a and and not just not just him dying because you know I I like the character but I thought they could have had a lot more potential down the line with him yeah uh, been, for a sequel or something yeah a sequel his own movie because like the character is really connecting with people he's getting like a lot more attention now the actor is which I think is hilarious because he was in the Dark Knight yeah uh, he, he's <laughs> the guy that is crazy that the Joker uses um and the fact that he's back in a DC movie in a starring role I think is kind of cool. But man, this splat, he gone. Why? Why you do polka dot man like that, man? It's it's he was man. too OP, man. That's true. Like he was pretty powerful. It's too OP. And, <laughs> well, I, I love I love that he has to like eject like the stuff every yeah, like twice, twice a day. A day. <laughs> I did so I did really like that. Like the visual too. I was like, wow, it's yeah. beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> when, um, when he first pukes, like that shot is so good. Uh-huh. It was like you know they, they, you know they don't, they don't have to get up all close and show all the details, but like, it's it looked like straight up like concept art because they had like the foreground bushes kind of, and then he's in the background. It's just like this magical fairy <laughs> color. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but I don't, I, I, I liked this movie for the characters. 
Um, it was very much a James Gunn yeah. movie. Like, which is funny because my mother called me afterwards. She's like, I just watched Suicide Squad. I'm like, oh, wow, really? What'd you think? She's like, it's very James Gunn. I'm like, all right. Uh, well, if you say that, then it's probably pretty obvious. Um, but I, I, I wasn't a huge fan of the music choices in this one. It starts um, off so good, though, when they do the Johnny Cash thing in Johnny the prison. Cash I don't know yeah. But then and they then, go, yeah. Yeah, and then it's like, everybody's dead. Everybody's dead. I'm like, okay. That's a little too on the nose after Johnny Cash is, like, on the nose. But I do like the grandson, the Oh No song. That's a cool song. Um, I, I thought John Cena's character was uh, absolutely hilarious when he was in the tidy whities on the beach. And obviously his like tidy whities is like is like stacked. <laughs> I probably put like padding or John Cena's very gifted. Who knows? <laughs> but I thought I thought that was hilarious. Um, just like the fact that danger is probably getting him ready to go. <laughs> um, I, I like I liked this movie. I thought this was a huge improvement on the first one. Um, I, I don't know what they're gonna do because James Gunn spoilers again for everything we talk about. Um, oh, and uh, Flag's character dies. I thought it was sad. I was gonna bring him up. That, um, I, that really bummed me out. I really like his character. I, I know it's a good character arc, but I prefer him to John Cena. I think I just think I also like uh, what's his name? Uh, Chris Kinman Kinnaman. Is that how you say his name? Yeah, it's it's Scandinavian. Um, I like Do him as an actor. Yeah, I liked him as an actor a lot. So I was kind of bummed that he wasn't going to be part of anything. And then John Cena is getting the the spin new off, spinoff. Yeah. yeah, which I, I think that should have been like Polka Dot Man and like Flag. And I thought it had been great. Um, Edris Elba was good in this. I, I did like his character design. Um, my favorite scene, though, is when it's Flag. Uh, what is his name? John Cena's character. Uh, Peace, Peace Walker. Peacemaker. Peacemaker. Yeah. And uh, Bloodsport. Blood. And they're in the and they're talking about the the one hit kill. Yeah. It's like oh, it's like uh one bam, and they all <laughs> kill the guys. Um. I also like when they just walk out and they're like in their like really not well fitting clothes. They're obviously uh, too tight. John Cena's um, <laughs> like, he's got like a yeah. mid He's yeah. like, you're out here in your whitey tighties, and he's like racist. Yeah. <laughs> and so I, they're like, I, I really like the characters more than the story because like the story was okay. Starro was cool to see. I I I told Jared and Joseph. I think I've never read comic book with starro in it like ever i was like oh that's i've never seen this kind of character before so that was yeah, kind of cool to see um i don't know uh, i'm glad that james gunn got to kind of do what he wanted to do because apparently he had free reign in this um so you know you get you get the the guy control over it and you know there you go oh yeah taco Watiti. that was random too in like a flashback performance where he spoke like one line and then he died. So, yeah. um, yeah, this is good. Who hasn't gone yet? I Joe? Just Joseph. Joe. Joe. I think Joe should have led this off. Cause I think he was more excited for Starro than anybody. Yeah. I, I love Starro. Um, <laughs> he's the first justice league villain that they've ever fought. What? <laughs> 
So it was so awesome to see him come to screen. And like Jared said, this movie really um, is faithful to comics and stuff like Coral, uh, the island, Coral Mordova or whatever it's called. Um, that's uh, a big uh, location in D.C. That's kind of like Bane's base of operation. Huh. Um, did you ever read that comic where Batman and Catwoman have to like infiltrate the island to get to Bane? Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good comic. They should really do that someday down the line. Go ahead. Does that snake cult thing also come from there? You know what I'm uh, talking about? Cobra or so, something like Cobra, yeah. They're like they're like snake I, I don't know if it's that island. I think they come from the Middle East place. Okay, because I know him and Bane have like a rivalry or something. Or the, his cartel and that cartel have a rivalry. Yeah. I, I don't remember. So uh this movie like Thomas said, very James Gunn. I think if there's one person that kind of needs to be reined in, it's James Gunn. Um, <laughs> because I have the same problem with the Guardians, too. Um, the Guardians movies as well. It's like, there's so much stuff to love in these movies, but there's also a lot of cringe stuff or a lot of stuff you say, you know, why did you have to go there? Like, it's it's not funny or anything. Uh, I think the biggest... Um, Example of this was the staff, Amanda Waller's staff. Um, I just, I, I hated them. Oh, like, yeah, I, I did too. Yeah, I'm with they you. Were, they were super annoying, and like every time they would cut them, you're just like, ah, why are we going back to these guys? <laughs> um, I also didn't like that they kind of like knocked Amanda Waller out at that part because I didn't think it really made sense for her character because her character is all about protecting America and like. If there's a giant starfish on the Earth, you would think, yeah, maybe we should kill it so it doesn't come over here. Um, but she's like, yeah, just leave it. We're, we're fine. Um, <laughs> so I didn't really like what they did with Amanda Waller because I, I like her character. She's super manipulative. And uh, and I'm glad they didn't kill her off because you know, she's going to have bigger parts in DC later. Um but yeah, uh, I love like the costume designs of this movie. I thought they all look like Peacemaker looks so cool because um, it's just like right out of the comic books. Uh, Polka Dot Man is awesome. Um, all their costumes just like totally worked. Um, the characters, like you guys were saying, all the characters are great. Um, Bloodsport, he's kind of just Deadshot. <laughs> like they did Deadshot right. Um, <laughs> So that was kind of like, uh, he's, they probably should have just called him Deadshot, but whatever. Um, like Alex said, I thought uh, the action scene, and all the action scenes of this are the high points for me. Um, the middle stuff kind of gets like, uh. Like, I like how this movie starts with the action, like they're going right into the island. I thought that was really cool. And I'm the, um, and I was kind of like bummed out when they were, but back in time, like whenever they do like flashbacks in this movie, I kind of get bummed out because I just want to be on the island with them. Yeah. Um, but I do think the flashback scenes, um, you had to do it on necessity. And I think there's good stuff in there. Like um, when they, when Bloodsport and Peacemaker first meet, and he's like, wait a minute, he does what I do. I thought we were all picked <laughs> for a reason. <laughs> I thought that was pretty funny. But, um, uh, what else was I gonna say? Polka Dot Man, like you guys says, standout character. Um, he's... When he's like, when they ask him, like, 
he talks about his mom and then yes. they're like well where is she now and he's like everywhere <laughs> they show everyone has her face and like when stardo's like yeah like, it was so good I love that at the end where he's like, that's your mom. And he just, <laughs> he's just like giant. <laughs> like killing oh man. See, like, it's just like, that's James Gunn. He gives you so much stuff to love. And then there's other stuff where you're like, eh, how'd you do that, James? Um, so what I'd love to see is like a PG-13 Legion of Superheroes. I think he'd be perfect for that. Because Legion of Superheroes character is so ridiculous. Like Jerry could tell you, that's why he, he kind of hates them because they got like a character named Bouncing Boy, and um, <laughs> the detachable kid is actually comes from Legion of Superheroes. Nice. Um, so I think he'd have a lot of fun with that franchise. Um, but uh, and like Jared, I have to agree that Harley Quinn just doesn't work for me. Like I didn't really like her scenes when she was solo in this movie, which I could understand them doing that because she's such a big star. Um, like Alex says, she kind of needs to be the star of the movie. So that's why I think they separated her from the cast like they did. So she can um, have some starring moments. But I just didn't really like it. Like the thing you were talking about, the marriage part and stuff like that. Didn't really work for me. Um, but I do like her action scene. I thought that was really cool when she breaks out of the jail. Mm. And then when she's like shooting everyone and it's like flowers are flying over. I thought that was really cool. Yeah, and then when um, she gets out and they're like about to break in, and she's like, "Oh, I can go back in if you want." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I thought that was cool. Um, the thinker was kind of a throwaway character. I think Peter Cavalli's he didn't really get much to do. There's some characters that didn't get a lot to do, um, but his most specifically, he's just kind of a villain to ex. Um, to dump like exposition at you to see um i forgot i forgot to mention this movie hates two things it hates america and it hates birds <laughs> birds Cause of, yeah because uh michael rucker's like first scene is him oh, like yeah. killing a bird and then later on they like torch birds because um, <laughs> like the president yeah. has like a bird um, cage so they oh, like torch yeah. them. So, so whoever uh, James Gunn must not like birds or something. Whoever wrote this didn't like birds. Well, so. well that, that bird species does get a little bit of revenge because it starts eating oh, out Michael Rucker's brains. So. <laughs> uh, I thought that was, yeah, that was cool because um, it, it was a good way to show the uh, expendability of the Suicide Squad by having them get all wiped out in the beginning. <laughs> You're literally Suicide Squad. Even Captain Boomerang, which I think the whole point of Captain Boomerang's character is he's so useless that it's, like, ridiculous that he always makes it out of these missions. So I was kind of, like, bummed that he got killed right away, but yeah. I thought that was, he, that was going to kind of be Polka Dot Man's um, role in this movie. It's just, like, this guy is so stupid, but he somehow makes it through the movie, but sadly he didn't. Um, but maybe, maybe there's hope. Maybe that virus somehow saved him from being killed. <laughs> it is a He's comic. Immortal. It is a comic book movie, anyway. True. Um, but yeah, it's, it's lots of fun stuff in this. Um, I thought the action was super great. Um, totally overrated, like you guys say. Not a hundred percent movie. It's not a hundred percent movie, but I, I think that kind of like dimmed my view on it when I was watching it. Is like this isn't. This isn't 100%, but it's it's definitely a fun movie to watch. Um, 
and just like super like if you're a dc fan it's just like super like it, it's like it's your birthday or something so i, I really enjoyed that so uh, it, it, it gives you hope that like if Starro's in the movie then maybe <laughs> one day the talon will be in the movies yeah like anything goes now huh yeah so any last words on this one did I tell you guys that I had no idea Star was in this? Like <laughs> you before didn't? I watched it, yeah, I, I somehow I somehow didn't? missed it all. <laughs> really? Everyone, yeah. does, does, does everyone want to say it and then I can? Um, but yeah, I didn't. I I missed it like completely, and then I saw him. I was like, "What? They actually put him in a movie?" And... Well, I didn't know he was in it, and I didn't know who he was either, though. So it was just kind of like when they showed the the like i said the freeze frame of him and the words like i was just like i guess this is a character like it's <laughs> absurd <laughs> i do like his last lines where he's like i was happy floating in yeah, space. i know like, it's <laughs> so cool it's just that. doctor who i'm telling you <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's doctor who. anything else nope okay nope. cool so why don't we go to our watch list um Anyone got a super long one this time? I have eight. I got okay. six. I think I have like four. I know I watched movies, but I don't remember what I watched. I got five. You have uh I know I watched three. Them without, so. You watched you watched all of the ones that I watched. Yay! So I guess I'll just Jerry, do you start off and then we'll end with top and spook in yeah. the long ones. Okay, I'll start off. Um the first one I watched, um was suggested to me by my friend. Um, it's called Let's Go to Jail. It stars uh, Dak Shepard and Will Arnett. Hmm. Uh, it's a comedy. Oh, I've seen that a long time ago. Have you seen this Yes. Movie? Oh, my God. I've never heard of it. <laughs> um, it's pretty good. I liked it. It's yeah. funny. Um, it's r- Really, it's all just prison jokes. Like, all the main, like prison jokes you would think of. That's this movie. But it, it's still super funny. Um, so I watched that, and I enjoyed it. And then off of last uh, show's recommendation, well, not recommendation, it just intrigued me, was Enemy with, um, I forgot his name. I'm blanking. Jake Gyllenhaal? Yeah, Jake Gyllenhaal. Thomas, you freaking, you spoiled the end. I was like, because Justin said it was one of the scariest endings ever. And the way you reacted, I was like, wait a minute. There's only yeah. one way you would react. And I was like, dang it. So the whole yeah. movie was like, how is it going to come to this? The way um, that the way that I reacted was the same way El- Edris Elber reacted to that rat. That was yeah. me. Like, um, total, like, I could not handle that. that no. What do you think like, of it, though? Don't you think the spider was, or... Don't you think it was kind of cute? <laughs> Jared, we all knew what Thomas was talking about. So. <laughs> okay, I didn't know if you guys knew or not. No, uh, we don't care. It's definitely it was, a spider. Didn't Didn't you guys think it was kind of cute at the end instead yeah, of like, scary? It was like, no, it it's is like not. backing up. No, it's it like not. backing up. No. Um, yeah. Anyway, that's why I was like, "What the heck?" And yeah, like scared. <laughs> I got more scared with that lady like going through the hall with the spider head. Do you remember that scene? Oh yeah. yeah. I was like, what? Nope. What is yeah. wrong with her face? And then I was like, oh. <laughs> but um, this is a really good movie. Like, I super enjoyed this movie. Um, of course, it's like Denis Villeneuve, so he he always gives you something good to watch. So, um, 
I didn't have much of uh, trouble, like, um, kind of what it was trying to say. If I'm right, like, like it could mean anything, but like my interpretation, I, I, I didn't have trouble. Like, I didn't, I didn't think I needed to go watch a bunch of stuff or like interviews to figure out what it was about. But um, I was sort of on the same, um, same kind of path that like I guess Jake Gyllenhaal had of the interpretation. Like Joseph said, the the director, you're like, what are you talking about, dude? Yeah. Like, <laughs> um, but I super enjoyed this movie. It's like probably like a nine out of ten kind of movie. Chris Stuckman has a pretty good review of it and like an, an yeah uh, analysis of it. Yeah, I saw his review. Um, it's a really good video. Um, and then I watched the next movie. I watched was a movie that I think Ryan Gosling actually was good in. Like I enjoyed his character and I thought he did a good job. It's called Stay. It's with Ewan McGregor, um, Naomi Watts, and Ryan Gosling. Oh. And even um, Super Mario's in this movie. Um, Bob Hoskins. <laughs> Hoskins. Yeah, he was in it. Um, this is kind of like a... It's like a thriller where you're trying to figure out what exactly is going on. And it's... Once you see the end, you're like, oh, yeah, that makes sense kind of movie. Um, it's very 2000s, like early 2000s, so I think Alex would hate it. But um, I really enjoyed it. Um, like I told Alex, I like that kind of time period, late 90s, early 2000s. Um, but that was a really good movie, and I thought Ryan Gosling did a really good job in that one. The next movie I watched... Um, it's actually a movie I own when, uh, you know, Hastings for all of you who don't know what a Hastings is, it's like a big blockbuster. And then it has like, but so uh, much more, but it's also like a bookstore and yeah. like, it has everything. Um, when that was, uh, closing over here in Lubbock, I, everything was like super cheap. So I was just buying stuff and I bought this movie for just the cover because I was like, oh, that's interesting. And I have not watched it until like last week. Wow. <laughs> and um, so it's called Creative uh, Creative Control. Um, this movie is kind of in the near future. Um, like if Google Glass really took on and like was actually like something that people use every day. Um, but it, really, this movie is just about a bunch of douche douchebags, like, like the whole like Silicon Valley kind of like douchebags, like just like rich tech guys. And um, it's very hard to watch. It took me like a couple viewings because I was like, this is kind of boring. <laughs> it's not good until like the last like thirty minutes, or not mm, last like forty five minutes. Then it's kind of like okay, that was kind of funny, but it was pretty pretentious. Um, so I don't really recommend it, but it's what I watched. <clears throat> and then after that, I watched a movie called We Are X, which is about a Japanese rock band. I knew about them, but I had no idea how famous they were. Like, and you, and like, um, cause like the people that are talking about them, it's a documentary. Um, some of the people that are talking about them is like Marilyn Manson, Stan Lee, and like Gene, Gene Simmons. So you're like, what? <laughs> how, did they, how did these yeah how did these guys know about them but like they're huge apparently like the only reason they're not famous here is because they don't speak english and like 
Westerners don't really like that in like their media. Like he, like we found out with like um, like Parasite. Like before that, like if movies had like subtitles, people didn't really watch them like mainstream. So I guess the same could be said for like music. But um, I don't remember how I reached. Oh, the the first time I heard about them was like we had satellite TV, so we had um like international music channel or something like that. And I saw a few of their like music videos and um, that's how I knew about them. But like I said, I didn't know how famous they were. And even Gene Simmons was like, um, it's funny. He says like, if they just spoke English, they'd probably be the biggest band of all time. And oh. when he says that, you're like, wow, <laughs> you get like goosebumps. But this movie is about the band and like um, the main, like the, like the main dude of the band is the drummer. And this guy, man, this guy can drum. But and like, it's sad nowadays because he's like, I would say like in his 50s. And he's got like carpal tunnel in his like wrist, his shoulders, like all over his joints and stuff like that. So drumming for him is like painful. It's like he says it's constant pain. But his life is pretty like tragic because like when he was a kid, um, his dad took his own life. And so it really had a deep emotional impact on him and in his music too it go, it comes through his music um and that's why fans like it so much is that they had a deep connection with their music and the, uh the band um later on in their career like uh, in the 90s um one of the members left and um earlier in the movie the drummer's like uh, he got brainwashed and you're like what like in the beginning of the movie, like the what the heck does that mean? Like he got brainwashed. Later, you find out he was in a cult, and they kind of like took him away from the band. Jeez. And that was his best friend throughout life. Like they met in like grade school, and they've been best friends since. And so, the documentarian was like, "Was it nice getting your uh, lead singer back?" He's like, "I was just happy to get my friend back." And like, um, so they went through a really hard breakup because. He left for that cult, and on their the day, day or two after their last show, their guitarist took his life, because um, the band was his life. So when that broke up, he took his life, and um, and so the drummer again just had to go through that again, and it really had a hard like took another like punch to his life. And um, he was like, I'm quitting music because everyone that I love just, it, like, I'm cursed because everyone I love just takes their life. Like, I quit music. And then one day, like, the emperor and empress asked him to, like, um, compose this piece of music for them for some kind of event. And as soon, like, it had been years, I think it was like 10 years since he played music. And once he did, he was like, no, I need to be doing this. This is my home. This is this is what I love. And so you're like, man, this guy, dude, like <laughs> that's, that's nuts. And um and then I had another few um but a uh, few years after that, um their bassist took his life. <laughs> and so they had to get a new or so there was no, it was very iffy if this band would ever come back. But then all out of the blue, uh, the singer, which uh, went into that cult, the cult finally, like, 
he realized they don't care for him. They just care about his fame and like his money. Right. And so he's like, I need to go back. And he asked the drummer, Hey man, can I come back? And he's like, he was at the time he was like, I don't know if he's like being genuine, but I just want him back in my life. So yeah. he came back, but it was genuine. And uh, like, um, there's this pretty touching scene where they like, um, they're talking about when they were getting back together, the drummer said, he had this piece of music that he wrote, um, but he saved it because he didn't want anyone else to sing it but this his friend, like his lifelong friend. And then when he gave it to him, <clears throat> the singer was like, he couldn't even finish the song because he was crying. Like when he like heard it and he was like performing it, I was just like, man, that's touching. Um, but like I was like, man, not only did I uh, not know this band was like huge and famous, but like. Um, what a tragic like backstory they had and how an in what an interesting backstory. Yeah. Um and then the drum the drummer is always like like his mom says like she was told that he would never make it past like 10 years old. Huh. Um like but he's like is. yeah. Huh. But he's not, like now like 50 and he's still playing drums. Be it uh although he's like it hurts like hell, but he's still playing <laughs> music and um it just ends with like them playing their like reunion show. And I think this was back in 2016 or something like that. But it's a really good documentary. Um, What's that called? We Are X. That's right. And the band is called um, X Japan, if you ever want to listen to the music. They have a song, they have one song that's like 30 minutes long. <laughs> it's crazy. Um, but no, I highly recommend that. Um, I watched it on Tubi. I don't know if it's on anything else, but super good documentary. And then the last movie, let's bring it up. I watched um, Bram Stoker's Dracula for the first time. Really? <laughs> oh, God. Because my friend wanted to watch it, and this is a good movie. Like, um, It has a lot of good visuals in it. There's a lot of like interesting visuals. Like, like um, When they're talking about the past... There's like it's just like silhouetted and it looks like those old like Japanese like puppet shows. Yeah. It looks like that. And I was like, wow, that's kind of cool. And there's just like kind of cool things throughout it, like visual wise. Um you like the train in the book. Yeah, that's that's that looks cool too. That was um, all practical. I don't I still don't that's insane how they did Red, that. I think Red Letter Media talked about it and yeah. How he kind of because they didn't know either, but they his best guess he tell he kind of tells you. Um, but you know, it looked cool. Like um, a lot of the acting's a bit iffy on um, a couple actors' parts. Uh, Keanu and uh, Bernardo Ryder. Yeah. Um, I didn't know Carrie. Um, what's his name? Carrie Ellis was in this. Mm -hmm. Oh. I, yeah. I always love seeing that dude. Like he's always good. <laughs> um, and then Anthony Hopkins was really good in it. Um, as uh, uh Van Helsing, Van Helsing. yeah, yeah. Van Helsing. um I, I i don't know about all the like the hypersexual stuff that was a little like what the... <laughs> <laughs> um but no i i thoroughly enjoyed it it was a little long like i i was surprised how long it was um but i i enjoyed it i thought it was a good movie um that's all i watched so oh, i'll throw it to I'll throw it to Thomas. Or did you want to go Thomas last? 
Yeah, Thomas Lassen's is his Oh, well, go ahead, Joseph. Me last. Okay. Um, let's see. What did I watch? First thing I watched was I'm Not Here. Um, it's a movie that stars J.K. Simmons and Sebastian Stan. Um, basically, it's a very, very sad J.K. Simmons walking around his house, like, doing stuff. Um, <laughs> he's thinking about the past. He's had, like, a tragic past. Um, it's not the strongest movie. It's pretty down the road in the middle. Um, basically, because the script, I don't think the script was the strongest in the end. Um, isn't the strongest, but it wasn't like terrible or anything. It's got some good ideas, especially like kind of just the guy just think about the past and not too happy. Um, next one I watched is I'm Your Woman. Um, this uh, I was is wondering with, if that was the one that you were talking yeah, about. Yeah, this is did you watch it? Yeah, I watched it. Back oh, you did okay. Um, uh, not what I expected. It's kind of very slow for like the first hour. Um, and the first hour is uh, usually a baby crying or the characters whispering because the baby's asleep because <laughs> they don't want it crying anymore. Um, I thought uh, real good acting from um, Rachel Brosn- Brosnahan. I don't know if that's how you say it. And then um, good acting in the whole movie. I like, I like the acting. I just thought like the story wasn't the best. It's It's just like okay you, you yeah. kind of know what's gonna happen the whole time um you're just you're just waiting for it and it, it's just a very slow burn to get there um but yeah good acting not the strongest story i'll say um next i watched uh becky i finally <laughs> got around to watching becky which is um kevin james his time to be a bad guy he kind of plays a, a neo-nazi criminal this oh, yeah. movie. Did we, we watch the trailer for that one? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this movie is the gory Home Alone that we've all like pictured <laughs> in our heads. Because <laughs> it's super gory. Man, a man like cuts an eyeball out of his head. So let's, let's say that. Um, but yeah, it, it wasn't a great movie, but it was entertaining for what it was. The ending is like, the ending really confused me. Because do you guys mind if I spoil it? No, no not at all. Who cares? <laughs> so basically, uh, Kevin James' character—he's looking for this key to open something, um, and the little girl has it. So at the end, after she's killed all the bad guys, it shows that she still has this key, and she kind of gives like an evil look, and it's like, is she a super villain now or something? <laughs> or what is in this like? What is in this locked thing that is it a nuke? Does she have access to a nuke now and she's gonna blow people up if she gets crossed again or something? I that really confused me. I was like, what is in this locked thing that that yeah. she would hold on to this key, you know? Um, so that was funny. Um then I watched uh, a movie that was funny on purpose. Uh, Bill and Ted face the music. Um, oh. if you don't know what Bill and Ted is, it's basically live action regular show. <laughs> Not true. <laughs> um, but I, I haven't seen like the original since like they came out in the eighties. So it was, it was, um, it was fun going back and like seeing all the old stuff. Um, just like those old characters coming back. I think um, the funniest part is them like meeting their future selves. Just like hating themselves is <laughs> pretty funny stuff. Um, 
Then I watched some Liam Neeson, guys. I watched A Walk Among <laughs> Among the Tombstones, which is one that I had never seen. It's an older one um, when he first was getting into action. Pretty cool movies, like a detective. Um, I think he makes a good detective, so hopefully that's what his career is kind of transitioning to. Um, it was him and David Harbour. So I saw David Harbour again. Um, it was pretty good. And then I watched the newer one with him is The Marksman. Which I um, was telling you guys, kind of like the Cry Macho setup. It's um, him, and he's got to save this little Mexican boy. Got to drive him to Chicago. I really enjoyed it. It was it was pretty good. It was a pretty good movie. Um, That's your bias for Liam Neeson coming. Yeah, out. it is. It totally <laughs> is. Because <laughs> yeah, totally is. But those are the ones I watched this week. So I'll throw it over to Michael and Alex, since it sounds like they have the same one. <laughs> True. I don't remember any of. I remember one of them. How about here? Here, how about this is what we'll how do. Are, There's how are you on a movie podcast? <laughs> I, well, I don't remember what I watched. I didn't keep track. Uh, there are four of them. How about like I'll introduce one, explain my thoughts, you thought, and then we'll reverse that after the next one. Uh, you got to tell me what they are, though. That's what I'm saying. I don't... <laughs> so the first movie that we watched is uh, Joaquin Phoenix. Uh, oh yeah. You were never really here. Oh yeah, that's good. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. Yeah, because Ben, our friends Ben and Maddie were over, and we were just like, kind of looking for something to watch, and and uh, I was like, "Do you want funny or do you want weird and disturbing?" Probably. They're like, "We'll go disturbing." I was like, "Okay." That movie was darker than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. I never, I never heard of this movie. I don't think till we started watching it, and that you can. Michael made a good point. If you can see why, like, they got him for Joker, like yeah. movie, because <laughs> he's just. Yeah, he's got problems. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was a really good movie, though. I don't even really know what else to say. It was very strange. and Yeah. What was it about? I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's hired to get back a girl. Oh, that's right. Who is in, like, basically being sex-trafficked, kind of. Not really sex-trafficked, yeah, right. but she's in, like, made as a prostitute or whatever. Yeah. Okay, so here's here's my thoughts on this because basically he goes after this girl and then the guy who hires him kills himself who claims to be her father, but I don't think he was her father. I'm assuming they were just... Because they talk about how him and the other guy were passing her back and forth who he, he, she ends up killing. So I'm, I'm assuming she wasn't his daughter. He was just trying to get her out of it because he was feeling guilty and then he ended up, you know, offing himself. Is that a consensus you guys agree with? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I thought early on that because they show him like seeing like there's those girls that ask him to take a picture of them on the street. And then uh, so he takes it and he pictures one of them, like start like crying and stuff in his head. And if early on, I thought the movie was just him, like kind of like a joker, like he's, you know, barely fending off insanity. And I thought that it was him like having all these morbid thoughts and that one day he was going to act on them. But I was totally wrong. Like it was actually just him remembering things that he had found as a part of like the FBI or whatever he was, because he keeps remembering that like crate thing full of dead girls' bodies and stuff. Or I assume they were dead. I don't know. And they um were dead. I, they you never know. But uh anyway, but yeah, it's very the dark shot movie. super well. Like, yeah, love, love the way that movies are shot like this when they mm-hmm. are. Yeah. Okay, so uh I don't know if you, uh, the next one we watched was Finding Dory. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, you can do that one because you've never seen it. <laughs> True. 
Um, yeah, we, we moved into our new place and we wanted to watch, watch something really nice, nice looking on Michael's nice TV. So we were <laughs> like, let's watch Finding Dory. You do know we didn't watch Finding Dory here, right? Oh, you're right. <laughs> it's like I think everything that, you just said was invalid. Well, I it's think true. that that was what I thought we should do because we were at our mom's house doing laundry, and I was like, "Well, Michael, should we watch this at our place on the nice TV?" And he was like, "Whatever." And I was like, "Okay." We watched it on our mom. Don't pass this to him on our Don't mom and dad's him. like mediocre TV, and uh, <laughs> um, it's super good. I mean, I, I don't know if I like it more than the first one, but they're pretty on par. Yeah. Um. I I probably say I like this one a little bit less. The first one, it's hard to beat the first one. But uh, Dory as a baby fish, oh my god, so cute! There's nothing more so adorable. Cute, her <laughs> giant like purple eyes, and uh, nothing more adorable. There's a cuddle party, you know. <laughs> <The honest laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> that movie, uh, that movie was so absurd in the things that happened. Where like they're somehow bouncing in this aquarium from like tank to tank, yeah, trying to I get love places. It. And like the truck that flies off the cliff at the end of the movie to bring them all back, and like the the octopus. Who was who was octopus again? Who was that played by? Ed O'Neill. Oh sure, maybe <laughs> I didn't know who that was. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was just such so delightful. And like she actually you know finds her parents and spoilers. And uh, but yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. And after this movie, I was going through the Pixar movies, and there's there are actually very few left for me to see. I think it's only the cars movies and i've seen the first one because mm -hmm. i remember i made a list a while ago or i like just looked through the list of theatrical releases and i was like there was a lot that i need to see and i guess i've seen them all now oh toy story 4 that's another one i need to see oh. um but yeah i'm trying to think if there's anything else I, I don't know it was very very cute very good movie michael i don't know if you had yeah i mean it's just it's it's it's, it's a one thing i liked it when i first watched it because i uh, watched it by myself long long time ago uh, it's just it's such a heartwarming movie. Like whenever yeah. she gets to that point, whenever her parents have been putting out shells for ages every day yeah. for her to try and find her way back, I was like, "That's so wonderful!" It's just, oh, it's such a great movie. And then her, they never left or never getting you know. the octopus as a friend. I don't know. It's a great movie. Looks great. Great comedy. Oh, so funny. I forgot. And Sigourney I had, Weaver. I had this moment where, like, <laughs> when they first go out to search for her parents. And it reminds me of, I have this nightmare that I've had in my life. It's like a reoccurring one, even though it hasn't been in a long time. And there's a feeling in that nightmare of like absolutely overwhelmed, like impossible task in front of you. And, and when she, when they first venture out, like, all right, I guess we're going to find your parents. And it's just like ocean. And I was just like, I felt that feeling of like in my dream where it's just like, this is impossible. I'm about to have a panic attack. Like it was just like, it's a terrible, terrible feeling. Anyway, <laughs> that's Finding that's Dory. Finding Dory. <laughs> <laughs> You'll have a panic attack. Yeah. Fun um, for the whole family. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the next one we watched, Michael missed the beginning because he, I was watching it with a friend, but uh, uh -oh. we watched Frozen 2 again. because our friend this on the podcast though. Hadn't seen it. What? We've talked about this on the podcast, though. But that was the that was a lost podcast. Yeah. That's, oh, that's it was. Hidden, <laughs> that's the lost episode. That was the yeah. Oh, that was man. our pilot episode that never aired. Yeah. <laughs> and, and also, my thoughts have changed a little bit. Where it's like, the I still I still like it a lot. I probably like it more than the first one, even though I'm not really a big fan of the first one. But 
I need to watch the first one again because I feel like watching it a second time and our friend was saying things that I agreed with and I actually caught on to watching it a second time because you know me, I sometimes can be slow with picking things up. But um, like a lot of people's motivations in this movie don't make sense. Like, and there isn't great payoff for a lot of it. I think that I might still like this one more anyway, just because the visuals are so amazing. Like, and the mystery is really good, at least at first. There, I don't think it pays off super well, but, no. but like uh, another thing, like man, how how did they nail like Anna's character in my opinion, like so well? She's so funny and so endearing and so, I don't know, adorable and just she's just like she's a good character with good motivations. And then Elsa just that? sucks. Uh, Elsa's the frozen chick. Anna's yeah. her sister. Yeah. Anna is terrible in this. Movie. I know you've said this before, but the I don't opinion agree. I've ever heard in my life. No, no, you're so dim- dismissive of opinions if it's not yours. It's a, that's a terrible <laughs> opinion. That's a terrible opinion. All right, she's pretty selfish. She's a pretty Jared. selfish person. Selfish. She's full of life. She's bubbling with joy. And I want to hang out oh. with her. Both these movies. Oh, how can you say that when there's Elsa? Both of <laughs> Elsa these movies. Sucks. Elsa both, is pretty bad. But both of these movies, Anna is constantly trying to help Elsa. Constantly. She's always putting, you know, her sister first kind of thing, especially in the second one. And what's that's why the second one's so or Elsa sucks even in the second one. Cause like in the first one, uh, my friend and I, we were talking about this. and had But it, she's like, only helping her for her own reasons. No, 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 no. She's no, not no. helped because she doesn't want help. And it's at the cost of, like, her relationship with Finn, too. So it's really just for her own her own reasons. That's an interesting take. I'll have to think about that. That um, relationship I, I, never made sense to me. I need to Anna. watch... Oh, we are nuts. I, I need to watch the first one again, because there's a lot that I don't remember, but like even Finn in this movie, he's just kind of comic relief. He doesn't really have, yeah. he's okay. not, he's <laughs> not, his arc isn't really there. And neither is like, uh, the snow guy. Uh, what's his name? Olaf. Olaf. Although he is so good in this movie. He is yeah. so funny. He's the best uh, his ever. Song. And then he's like, when he's recapping the first movie, he's just like, he's like, Oh, <laughs> my sisters are apart, but at least they have their parents. And then it's like cuts to him so far away, and he's like, "Their parents are dead." <laughs> so funny. Is this the um, one with the song with the deer? Yes. And he's, yes. Oh, the yes. 80s song. yes. With Finn, that is so good. It's amazing. This movie are, is really funny and great Finn? visuals. Is his name Finn? Is it Rolf? Christoph? No. Christoph. Oh. Who's Finn's Finn? the ring? You're tangled. Oh, tangled. Sorry. Oh. Okay. Finn is Finn the animal. Yeah. Finn is the reindeer? I think so. Mm-hmm. No. Christoph is, oh, Finn Finn. is the reindeer. Finn. Yes, Finn. Finn. But whatever. Finn I'm is just... from Tangled. Joseph yeah. Is. Yeah, that's probably where I'm getting mixed that's up. That's a movie I really need to rewatch. Tangled is great. I remember Tangled's literally great. nothing about that movie. Anyway, I'm going to I'm going to wrap up my thoughts real quick. I think Elsa just man, it, there are moments in this movie where she's cool. Like when she does that there's that oh my gosh, that awesome scene where she's like trying to run across the ocean. And my gosh, the animation is so good. Like where it cuts to her on her second try and she's like soaking wet and she's like determined, you know, and it's so good. And then she runs and climbs up that rock and like slips off. But as she slips off, she turns it to ice so she can slide down. Like 
And then like a water horse comes and she tames it. I'm like, this is like the God horse in Zelda. It's like, it's so good. That scene. Oh man, there's so much good in this movie. But then I do think that the story is definitely lacking in character uh, development yeah. and growth. And I caught that the second time. Um, anyway, Michael, any other thoughts? No, I think it's a great movie. Okay. The end of the unknown is better than let it go. It is, but it's still not great. Oh, that's another point. <laughs> the movie, the music in these movies suck. Like they straight up suck, with the exception of like, you know, Kristoff uh, song and the Snowman song. And there is one song that has like a good part of a chorus, but then the rest of it sucks. I'm like, I don't. In musicals, to me, and maybe this is just this is subjective, of course. You know, people love Let It Go, and whatever. But like musicals need to me have those moments where the melody is like something you really look forward to. It's like, you know, you can't wait to get to the way it's going to, it's going to flow. And like these movie into the unknown has nothing good in that song. In my opinion, like that song (laughs) sucks. I don't remember it. I would probably say it's probably better than let it go, but let it go sucks too. So, and then she has, but also this movie's confusing because it's like, you know, into the own seems like, you know, they're let it go of the second one. But then she has another song later that seems like they're trying yeah. to do another Let It Go. Very weird. God, this music, music sucks. It sucks. <laughs> okay. All right. I'll introduce, uh, at least say what the last movie was, and Michael can finally introduce one. Uh, we we did last night, Jared. We watched Train Spotting. Michael, <laughs> go for it. <laughs> it's like, there's a big if, if, if we were going to, we were not going to. Now it's like, what do you want to do? I was like, I don't know. I might go play. And he's like, well, I'm going to watch the movie. I was like, I'm hungry. I ate a bowl of cereal. I was like, oh, I guess I'm sitting through this whole thing now. <laughs> <laughs> weird movie um very weird movie it's about uh, a bunch of druggies who pretend to get their lives together like six or seven times as ewan mcgregor in it um whatever his name is that is so funny the the long face guy he makes me laugh really hard um sport yes that guy um but i don't know movies like this kind of just make you feel yuck yuck not only because yeah. all the drug stuff, but it's like like all the bad choices and stuff, and like all the just you're not doing good for anyone or, or yourself. And then and then it gets to that scene with the baby, and it yeah. just yeah, it my does. god, holy bananas, dude! That was so unpleasant. I was like, you just, mm-hmm. didn't need to see that. Really, I got I got the whole idea of what was going on. We did just like this is dark. And they lingered on it too. Because it's like it's like a funny shit. It's a funny movie. It's it's like oh we're we're crazy. We're done. And then and then dumb. It's like I don't know a bunch of high notes and then dumb. And I was like I didn't need that dumb. It was just like a little a little too much of a turn for me in that movie. Is is too dark. I don't know. But uh, I don't know. Who was your favorite character? Do you have a favorite character in this? Yeah, I mean they all suck. They all absolutely suck. I like Tommy. Uh, which was like, I thought his character was the the jock. The guy's like, I don't put that poison in your in your veins. I don't want to spoil the ending. Oh, I, spoil yeah. the ending? I mean, this is an old movie, 1996. Uh, yeah, one that, one that dies. The one that dies. Well, the funeral or is it? Is that the guy from uh, Wonder Woman? No, it's Kevin McKidd. If that helps, but. He's the one that is like, uh, he's walking out into the fields like, it's nature. Doesn't he be proud to be oh, Scottish? Yeah, 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 yeah. 
Oh yes, yes. Jock was he a like jock? Me. Miss that. Yeah. I don't remember me. Obviously, didn't leave too much of a. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah he was like the least uh, that I cared about. <laughs> yeah. It was... <laughs> And I, I, it, it, this whole movie was a bunch of random. It was like the other movie we watched. No w- sound. No shoot. I can't remember. No sudden move. No sudden move. It just doesn't. <laughs> it did have sound. That, that title does not go in my brain. It was like that movie. It was like a bunch of random side little adventures of these people. Hey, I'm gonna go get a girl. Oh, dang it! I banged a minor. I'm gonna go get. <laughs> I'm gonna go <laughs> clean myself up. Ah, I'm one more hit because I'm gonna make sixteen grand off of two grand that I gave people. I'm gonna steal the two grand, and then you got the. Was it the guy from uh, IT Crowd? Is it the boss? Is it? I don't. Or does he just so. look Let just like look. him? Him. It's not him. I know. Man, he looks just like him. But uh, the guy that is psychotic with the knife the whole time. What about that toilet? Oh my god. That was a cool scene. That was a really cool nice but Oh, I literally, that's when I grabbed my bowl of cereal. Literally at that moment is when I made my bowl of cereal. I was like, why? <laughs> <laughs> a digging in his diarrhea and he falls in and finds his two little butt plugs, wherever the heck they were. Oh butt my plugs. god. <laughs> I don't know what anything in this movie was, man. It was a disturbing, unpleasant movie. <laughs> but at the same time, you kind of yeah. want to hang out with these guys once. Just once. <laughs> <laughs> let's go on night on the town with the with the boys and it's just it's such a sad movie too like whatever he's talking about the they're they're um they're scottish right they're yeah. like we're like they were the lowest of yeah. the low and everyone hates us and we're going nowhere so let's just shoot up and die it's like god well i just like the uh, like I don't, I don't hate the english they're just a bunch of wankers like we're <laughs> the people that are colonized by wankers <laughs> <laughs> i don't know this movie was it's a time and place kind of movie, I think, and uh, yeah, <laughs> it's weird, man. Well, when when you were watching that trailer and like I was hearing it, I'm like, this is not giving off the vibe of this movie, like at all. <laughs> I don't know. Like, he's gonna be surprised. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting. You can go ahead, Alex. I don't know what to say about it. I just I just looked up that guy and I totally didn't recognize him as who he was because of the mustache. Because the mustache made him look like the guy from IT Crowd, uh, Renum, the boss, the first boss, and. But I just realized he dude, he's from a ton of stuff. He's like he's in Aragon, he's Durza. That's him? Yeah. Holy <laughs> bananas. He's in 28 weeks later. He That's plays that like cowardly guy at the beginning of the movie. Uh yeah, I totally didn't recognize him. He's in Once Upon a Time. He plays like uh Rumpel Stillskin. Yeah. Um anyway. He's young. Um yeah, this movie, Jared, man, you have you have some weird taste, dude. Like, <laughs> like Jared has that taste. It's like it, it reminds me. It, it, it's it's a similar feeling to uh what, what orange uh Clockwork Orange, where it's like it, it's like Michael says, just yuck yuck. You feel yuck yuck <laughs> in these movies, like like what? <laughs> but uh, I I wouldn't yuck, I definitely yuck. wouldn't say, huh? Oh, I just said yuck yuck. Yeah. I, I would definitely say I probably enjoyed this movie, though, uh, you know, to a certain degree. Like, I, I actually think the baby season was seen. Baby season. Baby scene was really good because it, it showed like how that, you know, that everything's like all about their own pleasure. And then they're just faced with the their, you know, 
just total relinquishing of responsibility because this baby this whole time in this movie in this house and it's disgusting and like i don't know but uh but then they just go back and they do more drugs and steal and well but that's the thing that that's why she says like i need a hit right now and he needed a hit too because they were like they cannot handle what they just saw that they are a part of and I, it was kind of a heavy moment but then that doesn't really carry through the rest of the movie. It's like, then it's like a, then it's like just a, a weird, like trying to get like 16 grand in pounds or whatever, which it's not even that much money. <laughs> like they're, they're like ready to like kill each other over this money. And like, uh, I like it's $10 million or something like that. Yeah. It's like, Oh, I do and, love that. He gave the spud dude, the two <laughs> the money in yeah. his locker. And he's like, Oh, <laughs> yeah, like, that made I, me happy. I love the guy that played Durza, his performance, man. He was nuts, like Crazy. just ready for violence. Um, but yeah, this movie kind of gives you like, it gives you that yuck yuck feeling of like uh, Fight Club, but like not, it doesn't have like the fun plot turns of Fight Club. It's just like, it's just kind of a slice of life kind of thing going to his druggies existence. And, uh, but that yeah, that toilet scene was really cool. Like him like climbing into it and climbing. <laughs> At first I was like, yeah, this scene's gross. Like I was like, you know, whatever. He's digging into the world. It even says like the world's worst toilet or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh and then like, but then he he sticks his arm down and I was like, Man, he's going far. And I was like, <laughs> and then like and his head's in, his shoulders are in. I was like, Oh, I see this is in his head. <laughs> um <laughs> and he climbs They're reaching in there. <laughs> <laughs> that was a really well done scene. Uh Hugh and McGregor, man, he killed it, dude. Like I believed everything that he was saying in this movie. But, but very yuck he's yuck a druggie. Movie. Yeah, yeah. Very <laughs> yuck yuck movie though. But I, I, I'm not disappointed I watched it. So. Um nice. all right. T, take it away. All right. So Opening this one up with a movie called A Futile and Stupid Gesture. It's on Netflix. Uh, stars Will Forte as Doug Kinney. Um, it's basically the creation of like the modern absurdist comedy. Um, basically, any any comedian you know, like in the past like fifty years, is like kind of involved in this this movie. Um, uh this is the guy this is the guy that co-created the National Lampoon and so basically anything that was like around like SNL was basically a copy of the National Lampoon it pretty much took all the performers from the National Lampoon's like archive and Lauren Michaels like made SNL um plus every like modern comedian is in this movie like i i can't even tell you how many people are in this movie there's there's so many um uh the 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 one i think i liked the most was joe McHale's portrayal portrayal of chevy chase most because he worked with chevy chase and he like got his mannerisms down like pretty pretty spot on um but yeah i i recommend it i don't want to give too much away because a lot of it is almost like a documentary and i did a little research on it and it's pretty accurate on everything that they portrayed uh there's even like kind of a twist I, I don't really want to give a lot of away. It's just, it's very, very good. And I knew nothing about Doug Kenny, like at all. Like, like they even like put like Harold Ramis is in there. Bill Murray, John Belushi, 
like all these big names and you don't know that Doug Kenny is basically basically behind all of this. It was a very, very good movie. It's on Netflix. Um, then I watched uh, another movie called Mid-90s, one directed by Jonah Hill. Uh, it's about skateboarders in Los Angeles here in the 90s. Really good movie. Um, the story wasn't the greatest, but the performers were really good. The guy that played, or the kid that played uh, the main uh, child actor, he was really good. Um, and Del the Funky Homo Sapien is in this randomly in the background. I was like, is that who I think that is? And I looked it up, I'm like, it is him. That's it was just a random cameo. He doesn't even say anything, but uh, really good movie. Uh, I'm kind of excited to see if Joan Hill continues to like direct and write things because this was a really good first kind of. It was almost like a student film, almost is what it felt like. So I I really enjoyed it. Didn't he um, base that like off of his growing up? Some of it, yeah, and some of it was like his friends and stuff too, because uh, a lot of it is like with racial tensions and stuff about who you are and who it, how it defines you. Um, it was a good movie though. Um, next one I watched was one that Jared watched, and I was like, okay, well, I'll check this out. Is nine six four Pinocchio? Um, I I I wasn't prepared for the amount of vomit in this movie, Jared. Like, <laughs> yeah. There, 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 there was, there was, there was a lot of vomit in this movie <laughs> for a very long time. Like it keeps going. I'm like, yeah, oh, maybe weird. one and no, nope. They're still going. Why are they doing yeah. this? And then the whole movie kind of ends with the giant Power Ranger fight, and I'm like, why? But the very right. last scene is very like, what the? <laughs> yeah, that, that's also like this is just a, this is a Power Ranger fight. Like this is weird. Um. I really don't know what to think about this movie, Jared. Uh, There's not I, much to think about it. It's like I said, it's just noise and like like a sad man. A sad man. A sad clown man at the end. So I don't... Sounds and you're right. It's like the whole movie's like... Yeah. That's, that, that's the whole movie. Um, yeah, it was weird. Uh, so the, another one I watched was The Elephant Man, directed by oh. David Lynch. Um. Fantastic movie if you haven't seen it. Um, there's a lot of people in this movie too. Uh, the, do you know who Dexter Fletcher is? Uh, he was in Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels. He plays like the guy with the knife. Um, he also directed Rocket Man. Uh, he's like he's like maybe eight years old in this. He plays Dang. like the, yeah he's he's really young. Um, and he's like one of the side characters. He's like the the freak show assistant. Uh, and uh, Kenny Baker is in this uh, as R2 a cameo. D2. <laughs> yeah, R two D two. R two D two. I was like, is that Kenny Baker? And yeah, it is him. So uh, it's a really really good movie. I think I'm okay. confusing it with another one. Is this not? Is this the Robert Pattinson one? No. That's Waterfell. Waterfell. My bad. This is the one where he's like, I'm not an animal. (laughs) I'm a human being. (laughs) Um, So I I didn't know this is at the Academy, the Academy Award Association. uh, Because this thing got like a ton of nominations, but it didn't win anything, which is really sad because this is a really good movie. Um, But the the make our best makeup and like effects or whatever makeup effects this was made because this movie 
didn't get nominated for it because like it was really really heavily prosthetic based and they actually made that category for the next uh next one to win huh. or sorry not next one to win but they actually made the category because like yeah we, we really have to have something because this is a this is an art form now hmm. um and then i went to the theaters and watched free guy oh, uh right. i don't know if i want to give anything away because i know michael really wants to see this movie and so I don't want to spoil anything, but the the only thing I will spoil is that the licensing have to be very, very expensive in this movie <laughs> because they use some very, very specific props from some very, very, very famous movies. I was like, wow, I wonder what that cost the production. Um, and also, for some reason, in the movie theater, I watched this with my younger brother and, you know, we were laughing, having a good time. And then this one guy behind us they're like leather seats and this guy farted <laughs> so loud. Like I'm talking about, you could hear the chair, like rumbling against his butt. Yeah. <laughs> I, I was just like, and we like looked at each other. We just burst out laughing. <laughs> like, I, I was having like side pains because of it, but I was like, well, there you go. Added bonus comedy to the movie. That guy letting one go. Um, yeah, that was weird. Uh, and uh, another one I watched is in my Wong Kar Wai uh, set. It's called Happy Together. Uh, it's about two men that fell in love and they go to Argentina from China. Or they're from China, they go to Argentina. Um, it was a good movie. Tony Leung is like one of my favorite like actors. And so he's amazing in this. He's amazing in everything. Um, this movie was really pretty. Like, like, just it was a gorgeous movie to look at because half of it's shot in black and white. When, uh, because it's about a relationship and they're not together in some parts of it, and when they're not together, it's in black and white, and when they are together, it's in like vibrant color. So it was, it was a very, very pretty movie. Um, but it was, it was, it was good. Not my favorite of his movies, but. I'm not sad I watched it. Uh, and then the last two movies I watched just because I like to recycle my, my, my top tens is I watched alien and aliens, which I think is funny that we have the Sigourney Weaver reference again. <laughs> um, so these movies are just fantastic. They still hold up like the practical effects are just, they're still good. Um, I still like alien more than aliens. Just, it's personal preference. I I think I both are basically perfect. Said it the other way. Right? I said I would be yeah. offended if you said it the other way. Uh, yeah, I people, this a lot of people like aliens better than aliens. People are wrong. Like Jared's wrong about <laughs> those are those type of people that they go to the movies and are like, "Man, where's the action? Where's yeah. the big monster? I can't see him in the dark. <laughs> there aren't enough guns in this movie." <laughs> I understand those complaints, but I, I still think that Aliens is a is it's not the superior movie. I just prefer Alien over Aliens. Um, I think the tension in Aliens is still is really good too. Uh, the action set action pieces are really good. Um, but alien is just, it to me, it's just better. It has more tension. It has better acting. I think. Um, plus. Have you, it, it, have you ever work? seen that video of the test footage of the first, like, like it's like test footage for the alien in the first one uh, on YouTube. And it's like, 
just him walking around the set. It's super yeah. creepy. Yeah. <laughs> it is creepy. Well, and what's crazy about that too is that they didn't have an actor or anything or like anything that planned until Ridley Scott met this one dude. Like he's like a foreign exchange student in a bar. He's like, yeah. "You're weird looking. Let's. You want to? I'm making a movie. You want to try this out? That's how that guy. Like that's how that happened. Like the guy was like seven. I think he's like seven eight or something. Like he's Jesus. super tall. And he's Ridley Scott r- randomly met him in a bar. That's how we got the <laughs> creepy like just. The one, the one scene that gets me in that entire movie in Alien is when Dallas is in the air ducts and he's just trying to get out and then it just like pans over and it's, the aliens has been there the whole time. Like, that, like the, whoa. There's this part uh, in Alien that makes me laugh that it's like not supposed to, but <laughs> basically the alien pops out and he goes like this with his hand. Like, give me a... Yeah. Yeah, I always crack up at that part. That's the scene I'm talking about. <laughs> I've only seen that movie one time. Yeah, it's been a while. But also, when Ripley's in the escape pod and it just like is against the wall and it like comes out, I'm like, oh shit. So, um, I don't know. Classics. It, again, they still hold up because the the first one is you know tell don't show and they works like the the alien is only in there for like nine minutes i think like yeah. probably less That's cool. like a two-hour film and it's you still feel the presence of it uh, and then two i mean it's just, it's still great like i really do love that movie um I like the cat. yeah jones name of yeah. jones um well, that's all I got. Cool. What was your favorite movie of this time, Thomas? Mm, a futile and stupid gesture. That one really surprised me on how good that was. That was the comedy one? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Jared, what was your favorite movie of this time? Probably We Are X. Okay. Michael, what was your favorite movie of this time? I guess Suicide Squad. I feel like none of these were like top hitters for me, though, movie wise. Yeah, that was probably went me too. Alex, what was your favorite movie? That's probably a toss up between that or the You Were Never Really Here. But I think overall, I just I just enjoyed Suicide Squad more. So I'm gonna go with that. I'm gonna go with the Marksman just because it had Liam Neeson bonding <laughs> with the. <laughs> Bonding with a little kid over cold pop tarts. That's oh my god! You just made that movie sound like a nightmare. <laughs> that's all, that's what Joseph wants to do is bond over, with Liam Neeson over cold pop tarts. <laughs> this little Mexican, this little Mexican boy bonding over. He was <laughs> in this town, man. I know where he was at a certain part of the scene. He was on Central, one of the streets here, man. We, just, no, we now we know he just wants to hang out with Liam Neeson. Eat Pop-Tarts. Cold Pop-Tarts. All right. Any last words? Jared, take us out. That's good stuff. Good.